This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But uh, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing in order, you know, that that would make it better? Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode two hundred and fifty, part two. Brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service and iFanboy listeners like you. Kilpatrick, and welcome to part two of iFanboy's 250th episode of the Pick of the Week podcast. When we recorded the show, we actually went really long, about four hours, so we cut the show in half, and this is part two. If you missed part one, just look back on the feed, wherever you're listening to this, on iTunes or whatever aggregator you're using, it's right behind this one. So now, without any further ado, here's part two. Enjoy. Martin, Melbourne, Australia. I'm a German student, and I'm currently spending an exchange semester in Melbourne, Australia, so I guess I did the accent completely wrong. Yep. Martin! <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Ich bin, ein, ich bin ein Australian. <laughs> ich bin ein Martin. 
Uh, anyway, uh, all my subscriptions are still running through the shop in Berlin, so I need you to recommend me some new titles. Uh, comics in Australia are quite expensive, so let's say three new series should be enough. My pull list at home is pretty standard with all the big mainstream titles. Bendis, Johns, Brubaker, Morrison, etc., and a few indies, all of Kirkman, all of Mignola, Chew, Morning Glories, etc. So your best chance to find something new for me is probably the indies. Just shoot straight from the hip. Don't pull your punches here, guys. At all. How, it's so hard to pick something that he's not already reading. I mean, are you reading Irrede- Irredeemable? That's an indie. Irredeemable is really good. So is ir- uh, Incorruptible. Incorruptible. Really yep. good. I think I like that a little better. Uh. Story-wise. Um, I like Magdalena a lot out of Top Cow. Um, what's the one we all like? Artifacts? Is yeah, Artifacts. The Artifacts that just started. Yeah, you can get that. Velocity was also good. If you're Velocity at was Cow. good. Yeah. Um, Spawn. No, not Spawn. No, no, no. I, I mean, here's the thing. While you're there, I don't know. Like, get, I'd get some trades. Like, go read the Mighty. Go read. Uh, you know, go go read one of those like. Like one of those Vertigo series that you you'd been thinking about reading. Well, the, crime, sort of the, the crime books get the crime books. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not what I meant at all. I meant like the like the like the long series, like Preacher or like Lucifer, or, or, Why the yeah. Last Man, or like, something like that. Something good. Um, I don't know what what am I reading in? I'm feeling like I'm not reading a lot of stuff like this. Irredeemable not- and Incredible are two great indie books that we should buy. We said that already. Yeah, but I'm saying it's we're reiterating. That's I know. That's, I was trying to think of like a like an ongoing like image series or something like that, and I can't find any right now, which is weird. Well, he's already chew. He's started reading more yeah. stories. He's you know. I mean, I love Savage Dragon. It's great. Great jumping on point right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Listen, listen to the show every week. All right. This is what we do. It is. Uh, yes. Scott Scott G writes in, has anyone other than the three of you ever chosen and written the pick of the week? Despite the mountains of grief I give some of you guys on Twitter, it's always an enjoyable show. Keep up the good work. Well, no. at, least he, at least he knows he gives us mountains of grief. Yeah, it's true. Uh, no, it's been the three of us for five years, for ten years. No one has ever done the pick of the week besides us. It's sacrosanct. No, you can, they, they, that's actually a line that we have yes. not yet crossed. Yeah. We are a fanboy. I mean, we've got a staff of writers that write great awesome. stuff for us, but... Yeah. We are the editorial staff of my fanboy, and as a result, we only write the pick of the week review. Yeah. And also, they're better than us. So if they were to start doing that, it yeah, would, by can, comparison, make, us, make us look horrible. I, so. I, can't, I can't have that. I just can't have it. I can't have it. I can't, can't have, have it. it. You can't, you can't have, have Paul Jim writing a pick of the week review. Horrible. Yep. Josh W. Rice, who is Gordon the intern? We'll never know who Gordon the intern is, will we? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a he's a go getter. He's 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 an up and comer. He's fucking uh, for college credit, and <laughs> one day perhaps he'll get a job at iFanboy. If he's lucky, yeah. If he's lucky, he'll get yeah. permanent employment. But for right now, he's our intern. Indeed. Bum bum bum. PSE Pazdu on the site says that in 250 episodes, you built up a lot of continuing themes and running gags. Arthur from Maine, pocket-sized Jim Lee, The Loom of Fate. Where do I start reading Green Lantern? Josh hates fun and more. What is your favorite running gag on the show? What jokes ran too long or you wish would end? I can, I can guess Josh's answer for that last question. I'm not too short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, five foot ten. I'm perfectly average. Yes, yes we, but, but, you know, we, in comparison. Compa- I feel bad about pocket-sized Jim Lee at this point. Yeah, it's, but he is tiny. After seeing him again this he summer... Is, he is quite short. I got I, I got to admit, to this day, I don't think there's one running joke that made me laugh harder than, than middle management Red Skull. 
Uh, uh, the that is neck and neck for me with Bad Roommate Black Panther. You see, I didn't. Yes. Bad, Bad Roommate Black Panther was fun, but Middle Management Red Skull was just so perfect because we ha- like the, the 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 white shirt. We all picked up on that issue, and it was just so fucking funny. It was like, where are the papers you promised me? You know, like. <laughs> no, I, that, no, that is good, but yeah. I re- I really like the oh come the toilet seat again. <laughs> You drank all the milk. You drank all the milk. T'Challa. I was gonna make eggs. He just he just shrugs and walks through, scratching his ass. <laughs> I think I think Black Panther is my favorite. I really do. Uh, I like Middle Man. Uh, oh god. My, my favorite and I my favorite gag that I ever wrote or, or made up for the show is the beginning of the Punisher War Zone. That's my favorite. Which show. Which was that? Pit. The, the, I, I read an apology to all other movies. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was good. That's that's my that's that's yeah. self serving. Hunter I mean, ran too long. Hunter, yeah, that ran away too. That was it, yeah. we stopped laughing a long time after that. Culminating yeah. when Josh and I were on Maxim Radio and someone called in and wanted to ask a question to Hunter and the host didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Jeez, oh, which was awkward for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh man. We need another one. We do. It's been a while, but it's, it's gotta come naturally. It's gotta come naturally. It, well, it's true. I mean, like, the fact that we can't not talk about Goodfellas on a given week, <laughs> that might be running too long for everyone else. But not us. Never. No, never. It's not going to happen. That and G.I. Joe, the animated series. Yes. Those two things. Well, just the other day, Josh sent me a, a text photo of a screenshot from his TV <laughs> of De Niro doing the... Just go down there. Oh, me too. I got the same one. And I laughed. No, and the motherfucker said it to I, me when I was in England. I laughed like a fucking bitch. <laughs> I know. I was. I laughed like a motherfucker. And oh. it, it's... I mean, that's eh, no, old. a little bit. Eh. No, I, so you sent me the text message. And I turned data off of my phone. So I get that he sent me a text, but I couldn't download it. So the moment I landed back in San Francisco, I turned on my phone. And I hit download. And it comes through slowly. <laughs> and I just see it coming through. And I'm like, is that... <laughs> Is that? I'm like, it is. <laughs> I waited three fucking days for that photo. <laughs> well, what, 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 face. I have to make a noise because you can't see me right now. <laughs> but I'm making the face in that little yeah, hand. No, motion. no, down there. No. Well, we did, the, we did the the relationship show, for the video show with all of our girlfriends and wives at the time. And we had to rent equipment because we had more people than our <laughs> mixer will require. So we had to rent a mixer that had more than three inputs. <laughs> And we're getting really technical now. And so Josh and I went to rent it. We go to the rental place and we drop it off. And he goes, all right, you got to go down the special elevator. He starts making the same facial and hand movement as De Niro in that scene. And Josh and I would look at each other like, no, we're not going to go down there. Because he was doing the, yeah, just, just down there. Just, a little just, more. Just well, a little more, a little more. Well, that's like that's like there's a and I'm, I apologize to the audience because I can't be specific about this, but there was a Josh and I were at a meeting at a publisher and there was a Mad Men reference that to this day always makes me laugh. It's one of my best moments. Oh, it was one of your best moments. I'm sorry I can't tell everyone I can, but it's far too specific. But Josh just looked at me and said something that is mad. And I, and I remember sitting there going, "Shut up, shut up, shut up." Well, because the way it worked is. You were looking at the people, and I was around a corner, yeah. so I didn't have to see anybody or deal with it. And I just said it to you, and you're staring people at the face, and I totally made fun we're of. We're trying person. to be professional. We're trying yeah. to be like. I'm bad at that. <laughs> I am. I am a five year old in the back of any given meeting. Oh God, it was bad. It was awesome. Michael O says, "I went to my very first con this year and met some creators for the first time. 
Unfortunately, a couple of artists that I was looking forward to meeting came across very snobby and seemed disinterested in answering questions from fans. On the other hand, some creators were very nice and fun to talk to about their upcoming projects. I was wondering if this is something that you've experienced and if it influences what comics you buy or don't buy. Absolutely. Well, uh, well if, I, if, if this is what you buy and don't buy, well, that's the thing. I think you need, I think you need to draw a line because the thing is that like there there have been some there have been some artists that we have been critical of because of their demeanor at conventions, and and then we've seen them at other conventions or in other places, and they've been the opposite of what my preconceived notion was. Okay, you know, and so like, and you know, that's when I kind of realized that you know maybe somebody you know like con is a really stressful environment. Maybe some people don't handle it very well. That's yeah. also true, or 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 dude was eating a sandwich. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because um, I know this one dude that if he's eating a sandwich, you best not be up on his shit. <laughs> I swear to God, because your sketch is going to suck anyway. Yep. But still. There's, uh, there's never anybody who I've had a bad experience with who have not then read their book. Yeah. I, there's guys who I'm I, – I've met a few guys who I don't like, and I'm less inclined to give their work the benefit of the doubt. But no, it's not like a hundred percent. There's there's nobody who I've like. That's it. I won't buy his work. I had a bad run in with an because edit- of that. I had a bad run in with an editor that has affected my purchases. I haven't bought books that he's edited. Hmm. Really? So, just because he was just a jerk. He was just a mean jerk for no reason. It depends on how much of that personality then ends up showing through the work. Yep. Yep. If you hear that same voice that that you didn't like that one time and it's in all the work, then 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 it's less it's less fun. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've had people be- I didn't want to interview or publicize. Yes, but I, but it hasn't stopped me from reading their books. Right, that's true. They're actually that, yeah, that. I mean, that that's we only we want to have people on the show who we really like and who we like yeah. talking to. That's been our so. that's been our major rule. Like when you ask why we haven't talked to Greg Land, it's because we don't like Greg Land. <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, but we get that a lot. I mean, it's the same. You know that I learned that many many years ago in my previous lives, and like you, your best work will come from the stuff that you actually care about. You know, so it's true. I just don't know anything about Greg Land. Yeah, I, I know. That's, that's I know that's too much. Me back, that's me backpedaling. Yeah. Next. <laughs> uh, and listen to all the episodes, and I mean all Chris, of them. Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris said these things. I had a few questions. What artist or writer should not write or draw certain company for certain companies? Which should always write or draw for that company? This question was. How specific. can you not read? You're not drinking at all. Because it's you're the sober one. In listening to all of your episodes, yes, I mean all of them <laughs> twice. I had a few questions. What artists slash writers should or should not write or draw for certain companies? Which should also which should always write or draw for that company? The question was specifically geared towards Marvel and DC, but you can include any company. For example, Mike McCone's art for DC is awesome, and I've always enjoyed seeing it in Teen Titans. However, his art for Marvel and on, on Amazing Spider-Man or New Avengers is really disproportionate, and to be honest, not good compared to his work that has been for Teen Titans and other DC titles. Another would be Bagley, who I love doing Marvel work, but to see him draw. DC is very awkward, but if, if we take an artist like Ryan Otley, who draws for Image, to me, he could draw the phone book. An example for a writer, Jeff Loeb. I've loved what he's done with Batman, but his Marvel continuity work has, uh, Marvel continuity work on his Ultimate Universe... Are you, even, how drunk are you? Or even Hulk has been less appealing. I would love to see some new Jeff John stories at Marvel to see what he could do with the characters, but part of me wants him to permanently stay with DC until he croaks. What do you think? Again, thanks for all you do, fi- fanboys. It wasn't for you guys. I couldn't make it through the day. So basically, who like what creators are better when they're at Marvel or DC? Basically, like Rucka has been we has been had more success at DC than he has at Marvel. 
He didn't do very much at Marvel. There's, there's he did, he did a lot. He did Black. He did Electra. He did. He did, um, he did Wolverine. Like he spent I, years. I, I, at Marvel. You're right. I forgot. Wolverine was really good, but yeah. I forgot about all those other ones. Yeah. He, he, there's some. Most creators can do either, but like yeah. Morrison and Johns and Rucka seem to have more of the DC mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that they more connected with those characters. I mean, everybody talks about they want to see Johns do do Marvel. He did for years. He did Avengers. He did like he did. Johns did a lot of stuff at Marvel. He did like yeah. four trades worth of Avengers books. They were okay. They weren't yeah. as good as, you know, for whatever reason. I like Morrison's new Avengers, but for whatever reason, he seems he seems more connected to the DC characters. Yeah, Johns is clearly more connected to the DC characters, but yeah. um, Bendis is clearly more Marvel guy. Yeah, you know, there's you know, there's, there's artists. I mean, John Romita Jr. is a Marvel guy. He's always yeah. going to be. Yep. Yeah. That's his thing. You know, Kevin McGuire, DC, you know. Yeah. Probably, has it he was, done both? Yeah, he, he, it was weird when he did the DC. He did the Defenders book. It was a little mm-hmm. bit weird. He's a DC guy. Yeah. Keith Giffen is, you know. Keith Giffen. Well, no, Keith Giffen did the, he started all the cosmic stuff. I know that, but yeah. I tend to think of him as a DC guy. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. Bagley? I, 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 I Bagley, I, more, more, more. I like I like Bagley's GLA stuff though. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't, I don't like. In the cases of some of the writers, like Jeff Johns' heart is totally in that. You know, he, yep. he could he could he could do anything he wanted to. He wants to do this. He's choosing to do it. It shows. Yeah. But I think for the most part, like they can do. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's whatever you bring to the characters that you're working on. Yeah. I really don't think that there's that much difference between the companies. Unless, like, you have a, a supreme affection and good idea for those characters. And when that happens, it's better. Yep. Yep. So, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, Patrick from Winchester, Kentucky, or Pale Rider of Doom. Who do you think, who do you think are create, who do you, who do you think, <laughs> it's not my fault the grammar is off. <laughs> who do you think, <laughs> sure, that's, that's right, and that one that's, is, it's, I, that's yeah. going to mess me up every time, because <laughs> I'm thinking, am I saying it wrong? No, it's just written, who do you think are a creator or creators who are wasting their talent right now. I'm not answering that. Keep reading. <laughs> For me, it seems to be Jim Lee design work on an MMO. Really? When it gets released, is anyone going to ever notice or care about how many pouches he put on Batman's costume this time? And Alex Ross, Project Superpowers, quote, sigh. Does he really, anyone really care about retro-styled heroes and villains and the blah, blah, blah? Uh, they're both great talents and need to be doing something that regular people, more regular people will notice. Of course, maybe now they are such big names that the things they do are near to their hearts and seems to be at the cost of losing the importance of the industry that they once had thoughts. I think you're Here's, putting too much importance. Well, Jim Lee, on Jim Lee is, is the co-publisher of DC Comics. Yeah, he's busy. He's got a job. So he may be designing the MMO, the DC Universe MMO, but he's also the co-publisher. So he's having, and, he's having more influence now than he ever had in any comic book company yeah. ever. Oh. Also, and this is a very important note, he, more people are going to see the work that he does on the DC MMO yep. than any comic book he has done since 1992. Yep. And they're going to make more money from those. It's no. It 90, is. That's true. 90-something 90, 90 later than two, but Whatever. Yes. Yeah, but, 95. Yeah. Um, you know, like what? More if people you will buy the DC Universe game than bought any comic he wrote, he did your DC since he left Marvel. That's yep. for sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, Alex no, Ross, I mean, whatever. He, 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 Alex Ross can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's Alex Ross. Yep. And the fact is, you know, it's it's up to the consumers to decide if they want to buy it. I mean, like, I don't like the idea that something that work only counts if you're doing, you know, DC. 
See, I don't like that. Like, yeah. if he's off doing good work for Dynamite and it's amazing, people will show up. Yeah, and the th- and the thing is, is that you're like, and Josh, you you nailed it. Is that you're putting a little too much pressure or focus on the work they're doing? Like these these are just jobs for these guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there no 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 writer artist is talking. I mean, a lot of people will talk like Kirkman and things like that. Will talk about the importance of the industry and importance of creator own work and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day. They're just doing it for a paycheck, whether you want to believe that or not, you know. And so, yeah. yeah, don't 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 put too much stock in, you know. They're not doing justice to Marvel, and you know, like they don't. Care. Marvel's a company, you know. They don't care. So they don't they don't look at it the same as as the fans do. Yeah, but 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 in terms of Jim Lee, he's he's a fucking co-publisher of DC Comics. Yep, totally. He he has more influence now over the industry than he ever had in his life. Yeah, that and you know what? If he wanted to do a book, he would because he could. Yep, exactly. But, I mean, he, uh, like if he went is, and was like, "I want to do a monthly book," that he could do that. He doesn't want to clearly because he hasn't been able to put one out on a monthly basis in a long time. Yeah, yeah. But the things he does, you don't see. Yeah, it's not publicized. He's he's running the second biggest company in, in comics. Yep. Edward G, who's also the Vision I fanboy, writes digital comics for motion comics. One of the other prevail. Not both, I say, because digital comics will work as transposing the same experience on the new delivery system. But motion comics will not because they are a poor man's cartoon or just a trailer. And most importantly, don't let me pause and reflect upon my own imagination while reading the story. Digital comics versus motion comics. Which they're one will not, be? I think, I think, they're not competitors. I, I don't think they're competitors, but I think ultimately digital comics will prevail where motion comics is more of a fad. Yes. Oh, motion comics, I feel like it's already going away. Yeah, me too. So. Thank when, God. When's the last time you've seen a major one? Hmm. Yep. All right, our next question, Eric from New York, who says, who would win in a thumb wrestling fight, Gordon or Jim? I'm going to give it to Jim just because Gordon's skinny and scrawny. He's wiry, though, and fast. Jim's, yeah. Jim's, Jim's full of anger. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but Gordon is wiry. That's Gordon good. is wiry and creative, yeah, so... But yeah, anyway, good question. It's a good, it's a good you know, it's a good matchup. It is. It's is a good matchup. All right. I, I, I'd like to see that, All right, that was a short one, so we read the next one too. Um, Heinrich from Stockholm. Heinrich says, I was just rummaging through Henrik. my Henrik. Heinrich. Heinrich. I was just rummaging through my storage unit. That's what she said. No. Uh, looking for comics when I came across a box containing a few number one issues. That got me thinking. When was the last time Marvel DC published an ongoing title featuring a brand new character? It feels like nowadays all new ongoings features a new ongoings feature old characters or at least the characters introduced in another title. I mean, Luke Cage made his first appearance in his own title, as did She-Hulk, but that was the 70s-ish. Newer, newer characters like Hitman or Jack Knight both started out in other titles. So who's the newest brand new character getting his or own ongoing title from DC or Marvel proper? No ultimate titles, creator own books, or Max, please. My guess is Runaway. Am I right? You think? Um, Probably. The Sentry? I want to say you're right because it makes sense from a business standpoint because there's less opportunity to take risks, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. They took more risks back in the day. But that said, I got to think they've done new things. Like Deadpool, that's a new character, right? Mm. Uh, We're I talking was about to say, years ago. I, know, I was about today. to say Gog, but... That's not no, but he started in another book, yeah. Or Magog. Um, well, like the, there's a Magog series now, and the but he, star- he started in another oh. book. He started another book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, they don't. Late. They don't do it anymore. Um, they don't. They don't start titles with new characters because, because people don't buy them. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Right. They don't know who they are. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing. I'm, I want to look at the top 300 comics of last month and to see 
if any of those actually apply. I mean, X Men one is it was you know X Men. Yeah, it was yeah. X Men. Yeah. Um, I'm just going down all the number ones here. I mean, if you're not uh, Batman count- Odyssey number one, no Shadowland nope. was a miniseries. Um, Avengers: Chosen Crusade, that's a mini. Ultimate Con- Scarlet number one, that's a max or icon. It's, it's, I think I think he's right. Run Away is yeah. la- the last major book where you had new characters debut in a number one issue. It was Runaways. Yeah. Mar- I mean, the mighty, but it's not in continuity that, per that, se. But also not a major. No one bought it. Yeah. No, I know, but it's it's DC. Yeah, they not, put not even a, they not, put out a title for people to buy that featured a character that had not been anything else. Yeah, not even that hit monkey shit. That that was in another or, you know, like all those other they all spun they're all spin spin-offs, you know. Yep. Um I mean Vertigo, I mean like Sweet Tooth, but that that's not that's, that's not a super, count. Yeah, that's yeah. a rich series. Yeah. Um it's, that's not how those work. Yeah. They, the, they market, farm, the market's they, changed in the seventies. Yeah. In the seventies you had a you had a big enough audience where you could launch Power Man and Iron Fist. And people would buy it because it was Marvel. And they're just buying whatever, yeah. But now, if you launch Power Man and Iron Fist, people wouldn't buy it because, they, A, they wouldn't know who the characters were. They wouldn't know who the creative team was. They wouldn't have a fitting continuity. You know, you, know, you, know where, you know where it's happening. Alias. You know where it's happening. I mean, I mean it's not happening Image. at Marvel DC. It's happening at Boom and Image. And, and yeah, Dark yeah. Horse. And yeah, DC. exactly. They're the ones who take risks on new characters. They introduce new characters all the time, yeah. Apropos of nothing, X-Men number one did over 140,000. I would, I'm not surprised. Pretty That's good. amazing. All right. Mike G. from Canada writes, Lately, I've been feeling my excitement for comics beginning to wane. For the past seven years, I've been going to my comic store every Wednesday, and usually I could say that, depending on the storyline, I was genuinely excited to read almost all the comics that I had been buying. But lately, I found that most of the comics I used to be enthusiastic for, Captain America, Avengers, Green Lantern, has left me feeling kind of blah. I still follow a lot of comics, and most weeks I pick up whatever you guys recommended this pick of the week. But even then, I can only say that one or two titles lately I've been eagerly anticipating for the next issue. What do you guys think? Is it time for me to gracefully bow out of the comic book game? Have you guys ever experienced this lull in your comic book excitement? What got you through it? Josh? I'm going to say no. (laughs) Josh? Uh, Yeah, no, that happens to me a lot. In fact, all those titles that you just named, I'd stop reading them. I'm blah on Green Lantern. I'll be honest. I right am. I'm, and I don't. I don't know if I've stopped reading it, but I'm going to if I haven't. And not again, not because it's bad, but it just like I just I don't want to go through it again right now. We just we just went through the whole thing. But let, let's it, not harp on the specifics. Let's yeah, talk about the generals. No, but in all of them though, like sometimes you just have to clear the decks. And you know, what, you know what it is. Do, you know what it is. It's time for Mike to seek out other kind of comics. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. You, you have to clear the decks and try different kinds of things. These are the times when, when you just go try some of the other stuff that's going on. Check out some of the Vertigo series. Don't worry about the number. Yep. You know, just go, just go try a couple of things out. Read some different things that get you excited. Or, or it doesn't even have to be an ongoing series. Like we've talked about a ton of stuff on our shows. You know, like go just try a series you've been meaning to go or, or, some, or, or if you need to, go read something that you really loved before reread it uh it'll really like i just read transmetropolitan again and man it jazzed me i was so happy you know just just switch up if you're not enjoying something just get away from it for a little bit you might enjoy it when you come back and that's okay you know you don't need to keep buying stuff forever endlessly but don't stop reading comics there's a multitude of books out there and thing is if you get sick (laughs) of superhero books there's there's so many non superhero comics out there that are good, and I, I I've never been to the point in my life, and I think Ron is the same, 
where you wanted to stop buying books, but probably where you wanted to seek out other kind of books. Yep. And that's where you find your Strangers in Paradise. That's where you find your Preacher. That's where you find books that aren't in the norm. I'm, I, I always try to keep uh, about 25% of the books I buy indie, non-superhero, that sort of thing. That's where you pick up your Sweet Tooth. That's yep. where you pick up your Morning Glories. That's where you pick up books that are not in the norm. Because yep. comics are so varied that if you only focus on superhero, and I, we, we know Mike Graham. This is Mike. Yep. We know him. We've we, we, we done it for years. He, doesn't, he, he reads lots of books. Don't just read Green Lantern. Read Sweet Tooth. Read, read Morning Glories. Read books that read Glamour Puss. Read Echo. Yep. And there's, there's great stories out there. It's just, if you get, I can, I've never had it myself, but I can understand being tired of superheroes. I can understand it intellectually, but I've never had it happen. If you're tired of superheroes, there's a multitude of books out there to find that you could, you'll enjoy. Yep. It's a matter of finding them. So, yes, John G. Are there any? This is a great question. Are there any Native American superheroes who don't have fringe on their costume? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Is Dazzler from the seventies a Native American? Then I don't think Josh. You read the um, uh, the new book that came out this week, the uh, Freedom book from Freedom Fighters. Yeah. Freedom Fighters. Yes. Yeah. Feathers, I don't think I don't think Black Condor had had fringe on his costume. Hang on, get to it. Currently, no, right, currently, right now, what's his face? Uh, Warpath or Proud Star from X Men X Force doesn't have fringe on his costume, but I think he did. So yeah, yeah. listen, listen. What comics in the seventies and eighties weren't the most PC. Listen, you go, you go for what people will get, what they'll understand, and the thing is, you see that and you think, okay, Indian. You know what I mean? Like you get but, it. You know. The most important part is Josh <laughs> did not read the the follow up, which was Mayhem. 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 Uh, well, uh, at least they don't all have red in front of their name. Yeah, it's true. Because that would be worse if they did that with another race. Oh, wait. Fun, Fun, <laughs> all right. Next question. Jen D. from Portland writes in and says, Number one, I've just read that Sandman is being adapted for the small screen, but it's unclear as to which network it'll be shown on. My favorite is HBO. But I'm kind of thinking they shouldn't do, do that at all. A large part of me thinks comics should stay in their originally intended medium because most of the time, movies and TV get it wrong. However, when they do get it right, it's pretty awesome. What are your thoughts? They always do stay in their original medium. Yeah, it never, yes, it will never go. Yep. But the thing is, is that it, 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 Josh is right. The comic will never go away, so you can always read that. But the thing is, I totally know of the, the hope of something that, like, oh, this could be good. You and know? it's about an 80% ch- uh, yeah. failure uh, yeah. chance. A- yeah, 80% failure, t- 20% success. It looks like it looks like we've got a successful Walking Dead, but nobody we haven't seen the episode yet. We don't know. You know, but um yeah, but then compare I got a good feeling about it. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's it's going to do well. I knew I knew Scott Pilgrim was going to be good. Yeah. But and, I didn't think it was going to do well. And right. look at that. So our, her next question is, I know you guys love Mad Men. Picking from comic books, who would you cast in the roles of Don Draper, Roger Sterling, Betty Draper, and Joan Harris? Basically, who is the Don Draper of the DC Universe, etc.? Um, and incidentally, this isn't a formal question, but have you seen the Mad Men Barbie dolls? I kind of want one. Hugs and kisses. I've seen the Barbie dolls, too. They're kind of interesting. Um, Hal Jordan is Don Draper. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, Although, is it, is, it, is it pre-Mojo Don Draper or post-Mojo Don Draper? Because right now, he's got no mojo. It's pre. He's, We're gonna go with that. Is. Uh Roger Sterling. In DC. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yes, Tony Stark or a Nick Fury type. Tony yeah. Stark, not Nick Fury. Tony Stark. Uh, 
But I don't know who's the most unlikable character. Emma Frost. In, in Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Yes. And be, and Joan yeah, would be the she's, most. She's direct though. Betty Draper is 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 passive aggressive. Yeah. But but Doesn't Joan fit. Joan is the more Emma Frost. Joan, Joan is uh like overtly like Tigra? sexual. Tigra. Tigra or, She's not Emma Frost. Joan's not Emma Frost. Joan's no, overtly no. sexual like Emma Frost is. No, but she's not as she's not as um, conniving and no, you know, she's not. She's power. Uh, she's Starfire. power hungry. Starfire. But, well, that's just the boobs. No, it's not. It's the personality. <laughs> I don't know Starfire's personality well enough. To... She's a thing of beauty. All right, we're going to punt on Betty. That's fine. All right, that's fine. Betty's awful. Because Betty should be punted. <laughs> All right, next. Eric H. writes, I was wondering, are there characters that you really aren't fond of, but was there a run of the character you really enjoyed? Ooh, good question. That I can't think of an answer the to. The thing is, with a character you're not fond of, you would tend to skip that run. Not necessarily. I mean, I've read. All, I would. I, I yeah, would. Yeah. Ron wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't like the penguin, but I really liked how he is now. Jason Aaron's penguin mini was or one shot was great. That was just a one shot. But I just mean like as he used to exist, I didn't like him, but I like what he is now, which is like sort the of of mobster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also just like he's not the villain ever. Now he's like the guy the villain goes through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's never the he's never the nemesis in the in the book he's always he's always a side character that just made me think of nemesis enforcer tiny, oh. wing, tiny wings on the action figure yeah. fuck that character <laughs> david uh, was... w he writes dear jimmy kima and bunk who is who? josh will think about that for a second i've often wondered since you guys are obviously very passionate about promoting new talent and new independent work if you ever regret locking yourselves into the such a specific and in some ways restrictive format for your Pick of the Week podcast. I listen every week and enjoy the show immensely, but at some time feel that your coverage can't help but be biased towards a specific subject of the wider comic market, limited as it is to books released that Wednesday via the direct market. For example, I don't recall ever hearing a, you talk about Freak Angels on the podcast, but would be very surprised if none of you were reading and enjoying it. Is this something that bothers you? Or if so, have you or are you considering any ways to remedy it, say maybe in addition to the segment in which you talk about a wild card webcomic or graphic novel? Or do you feel the video show and written content on the website provide you with enough room to cover other things without messing with what at this point seems a very tried and true tested format of the podcast? As an independent creator working primarily on the internet, I obviously have vested interest in this question, but I'm genuinely not trying to steer you in any direction. I've thought about this issue a lot when listening to your podcast, and I'm not sure I want you to mess with something that is clearly working. That said, as you'll all have guessed from that fact that I've been bothered to email you about it, I'm interested to hear what you think. Well, I mean, I think, I think you've answered the questions a little bit there, is that you know, it's been five years, it's kind of working for us. Um, you that, know, that, that's what the audio show is, right? Yeah, that, that, that's the format we've chosen, and you're right that, that we've 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 done things like the video show, or we've added things like book of the month, or written posts on the site, or that sort of thing to accommodate for things that the, this audio show doesn't. Um, the thing is, is that like I don't read Freak Angels. I'm not reading Freak Angels. I none of us do. None, right? of, yeah, none, of, none us of us do. do. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't necessarily mean that somebody related to iFanboy isn't reading it. Maybe they might write about it someday. Like you know, like it's it's out there. It could be like the trade could be book of the month, or we could write a review of it or something. Um, 
But for this show, this show is focused on the issues of comics that come out every week at the comic book stores. Issues. Like, we ver- we never talk about trades. We never talk about OGNs, that sort of thing. We keep Except for when it's Book of the Month, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. And, and one, the one area that we're probably lacking in the most that we probably should look into, but ultimately we've never, none of us have very been passionate about, have been webcomics. Like, we are sorely lacking in the world of webcomics. I don't read, because, honestly, I don't read any, you know? Because so. none of us care. Yeah, I, but, I know. I'm not saying that to be harsh, but no. it's actually the truth. Yeah. Like I can't be arsed to do it. Yep. I I I've I've heard about them. I I have also. This is important. I have no expertise on it. Right. Yep. No, but nothing has ever hooked me. And there's been a couple where people are putting up their graphic novel as they do it. But I always get to the point where they where I catch up to them. You see, and, and then I have to wait a week for a page, and I won't do it. Yeah, and part of, and part of the problem, at least for me, like, I, and I don't say I read anywhere. I read Misery Love Sherman because it's Chris Eliopoulos, and we're friends with him, and we like what he does and stuff like that. But like, you know, and I'll look, I'll 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 skim PVP or I'll skim Penny Arcade or stuff like that. But like things like you know Cameron Stewart's Sin Tutulo and like the Guns of Shadow Valley by Dave Wachter stuff. Like, I've heard great things about him. Part and of Carl Kershaw's Carl Kershaw's. Yeah, I've heard I've heard great things about these comics. My problem is that I spend every waking minute minute in front of a computer. And like yeah. that's my own that's my own personal problem and I actually look forward to the times I can sit on the couch and read a book. So, yeah. It, Josh? It, no, I mean it's what he said. But the thing is I really I think that we do cover all that other stuff on the site. We cover everything that we're interested in as much as we have time for. I've heard people say, "Well, why don't you just do a graphic novel every week?" I don't I don't have time to read an extra graphic novel every week on top right. of all the other stuff. Like it really is like a matter of bandwidth. But I mean, the the it's funny because we'll get emails from people who only who only listen to the audio show or only watch the video show, and like, why don't you ever talk about this? And like, dude, we do. Yeah. Just it, it and it, the thing is, we talk about so much stuff that unless you're watching all of it and remember all of it, like you're gonna it, you're gonna miss some stuff. But the audio show, it, it is not broke, and so we don't fix it. Yep. It's it seems uh, to be working so far. And and that it's about weekly issues that come out. And and I was I literally I was thinking about this today. And the weekly issues that we that come out are mostly mainstream books, yep. and or or like that's sub mainstream, you know, Oni. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's really hard to pick out. You know, like we're not going to be able to follow the mini comics that come out in a given week. We, you know, like any, you know, we'll hear about it when it's time, and then we'll. But, re- there's a back. lot of comics out there in the world. There's a lot. But yeah, Josh, who is Jimmy? Who is Kima? Who is Bunk? I have no idea what that means. But Bunk was in the wire, and he said the plural for pussy. They're all from the wire. Kima? Jimmy Kima. Oh, I'm really tired. I may as well be drunk right now. I have a baby. Uh, I feel like I'm Jimmy. Ron is Kima and you are Bunk. Why would... Okay. That's what I feel like. I could be wrong. I fear that I'm Kima. You could be Kima. Ron could be Bunk. You guys are making, am, no, you guys are making no sense. No, that's okay. Discount Comic Book Service. They sponsor the show. You should therefore patronize them, but also... Uh, a damn good thing going on. If you don't have a great local comic book shop, for example, you can get monthly specials of up to 75% off, 40% off all the major publishers, and flat rate shipping on all U.S. orders. You can buy anything in previews, and there are over 9,000, I'm guessing more than that, trade paperbacks in stock. Track your orders online. Go to dcbservice.com. Recently, they announced that Diamond is going to, to ship books to people on Tuesday. Awesome. Instead of Wednesday, and I will be interested to see how this affects DCB service. Probably will help them because they could get the if shipments out it, earlier. Yeah, you got the shipments out earlier. Yeah, and you did overnight. You could get them on the same day. That'd be awesome. Which would change um, the whole game. Change, change the whole. Change, change, I'm changing the game. Changing the game. Uh, Vincent from Westchester says, as grandmasters in the art of comic and graphic novels, what is your opinion of this phenomenon? 
In Japan and the rest of Asia, the graphic novel format is a widely accepted form of entertainment. You see people from children to elderly reading manga and watching anime. It is considered an acceptable form of entertainment. Here in the U.S. and the rest of the West, comic books, sci-fi, fantasy movies are frequently blockbusters, and it seems that more and more people want to see films like this. However, when it comes to actual comics, there is a stigma attached to them. They are considered immature and lowbrow. Why do you think this stigma continues to exist? How can a 40-something person love the Spider-Man or Batman films but feel embarrassed to read a comic graphic novel about them on a train? There are so many great stories and artists out there. Why wouldn't comics fill the demand for more content? Are we in our 30s and 40s and 50s still subconsciously worrying about, quote, what the cool kids think? What is different about the Japanese mindset in ours? That's a big question at the end there. <laughs> there, there is something to that. There is just, a, I mean, the, what's the difference between Japanese and American cultures? Well, that's a, that's a, that's that's a, a thesis question. paper. Well, the, well, the uh, whole manga thing, I mean, that's been, that's been steeped in their culture for since the you know, 50s or 60s, whereas our comics in our culture back in the 50s and 60s were kids. Um, and that's a that's a that's a really annoying stigma that we all have to deal with. I mean, a lot of I mean, this makes me think of the recent you know read comics in public day that just happened, and a lot of people asked us why we didn't you know why we weren't fully supporting. No, I wasn't anti supporting it, but like my response was like I read comics in public every day. I was reading them on the bus today. You know, like I don't yeah. like I don't I don't feel the need to make a big deal out of it because that's what we do. And you know, and I don't know. It's it's it's, and it's also this cool kids stigma, which I I do feel comes up a lot with. Most people, but I don't ever. When I was growing up, I never felt that stigma. I just me read comics. Yeah, I read, I, re- I read them. Yep. And I wasn't a cool kid. I wasn't not a cool kid. I just was a person who read comics, and I never, I never felt persecuted for it. Right. So if you, if you're not in high but school, I, but, I, but I know people who do read them now who still feel that weird stigma. Listen, if you're in high school right now, you get a pass because that shit's rough, and they're gonna make fun of you for whatever. Fine. Yeah. But if you're in your 20s or whatever, like, get over it. It doesn't exist. Right, yep. It's just, exactly. it doesn't. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's not a thing. If you want to read comics, read comics. Be a thing. Don't make it, this is, I've said this before, like, you don't have to be, comic book is my life. It's a part of your life. It's a thing you like. But the thing is, people turn comic books into something, and it, all you ever have to tell anybody is, it's just another way to tell. I'm not saying, not even that this guy was saying that, but people who are thinking like that, it's just another way to tell a story. It's yeah. a, it's, I like the way that this tells a story. I like this <laughs> art. If you let it dominate your life, then you might have a problem in, in the way that some people who let sports dominate their in life. In any, yeah, at anything. Like, like, if you if if you were if you were going to somebody's house, you're on a date, you go to their house, and their their house is full of sports memorabilia, you might get freaked out the same way if it was full of comics. Pat Oswalt, Pat Oswalt movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, comics are no different. So if, if you have to let, decide if you're going to let yourself be stigmatized by comics or not but also if you let yourself be ruled by comics yep that's that's a whole other issue so that's a, that's up. a heavy question jeez wow yeah anyway next question jeff from texas uh roy vampire says you know how the batman has that thing that he does in gordon's office you know where he disappears out the window and gordon makes some funny comment on it well i was trying to think of other heroes that have run in gags like that Maybe not gags, but little things that most books have done for decades that we kind of take for granted. Mostly, I was looking for ones for Spider-Man and Superman or the Avengers. I think they all have that. I mean, uh, I mean, Wolverine has got a bunch of gags that go about Wolverine. You know, the uh, being in three places at once. You know, that's the, a, the, the popping two claws, but not the middle one. Yeah, exactly. Um, Spider-Man. Talk about running gags. That's all Spider-Man is. Spider-Man's a walking <laughs> gag. You know, like I really like the one with his roommate who hates him. Yeah. That he slept with. I thought Who he slept with when he was drunk, but not really drunk. Yeah, because he was drunk, you yeah. can't drink alcohol. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, 
having flashbacks to like Christmas of my family. Like it's <laughs> okay, Connor. Sick. Let's go. Let's go sit in the other room. Let's they have <laughs> they had him get drunk and have sex with his roommate. Fine. Mm. But then a, a couple of years later, oh, I was pretending to be drunk. All Whatever. right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway. Whatever. Anyway. Mateo I've... A. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. In one of your recent podcasts, you listed, you listed a, the typical characteristics of an evil character in comics and pop culture in general. I cannot help but have not have slept since then. I have a goatee. I have a European accent. I'm originally from Italy. I'm not a genius, but I'm highly educated with two masters and a PhD. The only requirement I don't meet, or at least I don't think I meet, is that I don't tr- treat women with contempt. Maybe you should ask my wife. Am I evil? If that is the case, should I tell my family and my students? Yes. Sorry. He's, he has a goatee, he's European, and he's highly educated. Is he evil? Yes. yes. Sorry. Wow. Does he have should a we call some? Should we call tail? some? I think we need to report this. Yeah, I think this is a well, problem. We have, yeah. Well, he's Italian, yeah. and he's in Milwaukee. There can't be that. It's Okay. FBI, I know that's probably somebody from the FBI listening. Find this guy, take him down, and kick him out. Yep. We got we got an evil one. Dotson, we got Dotson. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. We, Dotson. Know, we are it's, sorry. It's out of our hands. It's really out Thank of our hands. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Dave G, the horseman. I want to know, does he make people call him that? <laughs> hey, That's I'm not Dave. Fanboy. I'm Dave, but you can call me the horseman. I think if you could pull that off, like you'd be Sting. the horseman. You, you and Mateo could hang out together. Who's that? It's Mateo and the horseman. You'd be a buddy cop show. <laughs> or, uh, I live or... in a one comic shop town. It's the same shop I started buying comics at back in the early 80s, and it's been around so long, it could almost be considered a local heritage site. <laughs> uh, the problem is the founder and owner seem to have lost his comics mojo. I was talking to him a couple weeks ago, and he told me he really doesn't read comics anymore. He doesn't know what's good or what people are talking about. When I walk into the shop, there's no real sense of community. I pick up my small stack, exchange a few pleasantries, and head out. I'm forced to rely exclusively on the online community for any kind of comics discussion. I ha- don't have any. I don't ha- even have any idea if there are local artists or writers trying to break into the industry. My my question is: In this type of environment, how would you go about building a com- comics community outside of the internet? Thanks. Here's hoping for another 250. Oh, that's nice. Um, uh, that's a tough start, one. Start Meetup.com, start a comic book club, put yeah. a thing up in his, in his, put it, do it, see, do like a weekly, like, like meetup talk thing in that shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The good people idea. Who come in there would see a sign if, if that's what you wanted to do. And the, the guy, if it's still his business, so he's going to want the business to do well. So if he can find a way to bring more people in, it's going to make them want to buy more comics. He's going to be down for that. Yeah, a lot of people think a good shop depends on a good owner, but I, I mean, there are shops out there with bad owners that have good communities. You know, you can you can still do that. So, uh, not that they're yeah. bad owners. They're, I'm sure they're good people, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I know, but he's not he's not down with it. I mean, he's only hurting himself. You know, his yeah, own bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron. All right. Um, Matt Burden. From the UK, Templar17. Oh, Matt, Templar. Congrats on 250 episodes, and I'll get right to it. Desert Island threesome. Pause for a dirty joke. All three of you are trapped on an island, and each of you can take three items with you. A trade, an OGN, a trade or an OGN, a movie, and an album. Yes, you have a TV, DVD player, and a power supply, because without these, without these the game doesn't work. So for me, it would be predictably Watchmen, Jaws, and Radiohead's The Bends. You also have the superpower to take away one annoying habit from each of your fellow Islanders. What would it be? So it's Josh, Connor, and Ron stranded with some choices to make. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna get us to fight. Yeah, we let's 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 skip the the annoying habit one. Let's yeah, because nothing good comes of that. We're not gonna fight each other, guys. Come on. Um, oh, we totally would. If okay, we're stuck, so, are you kidding me? It'd be a week and a half. All right, so Josh, one comic, one movie, one record. 
Oh, I gotta go first. Um, all right, you're better go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, so if I can bring one comic with me, uh, probably would be the Dark Phoenix Saga. Tried and true. Never uh-huh. get tired of it. If I could bring one movie with me, oh, it's a tough one. Really is. Really tough one. I mean, it's either Empire or Goodfellas. I'm thinking. See, I thought Goodfellas. Also, if you bring Goodfellas, then I don't have to. Right. True. Yeah. We should. <laughs> yeah. We should really get on the same page here. Yeah. So um, um, I, I'm thinking though. I'm thinking about bringing Godfather. Okay. Yeah. No. That. That's a good, that good, good one. That was certainly because it has rewatchability, yeah. and we can we can start. We like, but yeah. little, like we we'll be talking about the lighting. Should I bring Star Wars? Then? Yeah. No. Yeah, so I'll bring Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. So do that. Uh, I like how we're combining, and then um, for record, I, we just talked about how we would fight, but now, yeah, but now we're teaming up. This is nice. That's, see? that's good. Um, music, no, no. music wise, I'd probably bring Smiths louder than bombs. I would not bring that. I okay. would bring. So you're bringing the Godfather. It's really hard. I would probably bring, let's say, Abbey Road, White Album. Good pick. Abbey Road, good pick. I'd go with Abbey Abbey Road. Road. Uh, So you're bringing Abbey Road. I'll bring Glee Volume (laughs) 1. Nice. That would be great. (laughs) Uh, Now, see, for the comic, the problem with it is is Trade or OGN. Yeah. Now, really, preferably you want to have something gigantic. Right. Like, Like From Hell. Yeah, I don't want to read that over and over again. Or like I'm stuck omnibus island, I would kill one of you. An omnibus or something. <laughs> yeah, you would. That would be a bad call. Um, uh, Boy, you got to carry that weight. V for That's, Vendetta? I, w- I was actually just turning around. I was looking at that specifically. Um, maybe. It might be Watchmen because it's such a heavy text. Yeah, and you can get so much out of it. Yeah. I mean, if it was in terms of like a whole series, then that might be a different call. I might bring Transmetropolitan or Starman or something like that. But if it's only one book, that's tough. All right, Connor, what comic do you bring? Um, probably Watchmen. I mean, it's it's a cliche, but you you get so much out of it. So, yeah. So you said you were going to bring Star Wars. Do you bring Star Wars or Empire? Because I would offer, if I can only pick one of the three, I'd bring Empire. I think I'd bring Star Wars. I bring Star Wars. I mean, yeah. you're going to lose the the moment where Han. Shows up at the trench. Yeah, but I know that. I mean, Empire, I feel, is more nuanced. You don't know everything in Empire? That's not your qualification. I yeah. I, 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 would, just, I, I would just bring a random movie. I'd probably just go rent something. I would date night or... Reds? Uh, date uh, night, nice. Date night, something. <laughs> oh, it's all grown-ups? Yeah. Harry Brown? Like that. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd bring Star Wars. I'd bring the first one. I think the first on one... A, on a 3D. Conan? Empire, Empire is the best, but I think the first one has that quality. Yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying. I see. I'm you would be upset to get there and then look down in your bag and be like, "Fuck! I brought Attack of the Clones on accident." Oh. <laughs> I'll go as far to say that Attack of the Clones is worse than Phantom Menace. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, it's the worst one. Yeah, easily. Um, Which is ironic because Empire is the best. Here's why Star Wars One is better. It's funnier. Yeah. Mm. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's funnier. It's got all the good moments that you want, but it's also got a lot of goofy shit. Where you're yeah. like, that looks terrible. Like, like just little things like that. Yeah, I and see so that. Therefore, it would make it more fun to have on the island. Yeah. Someone get this walking carpet out of my way. This island sounds like we got it. We're gonna have a good time. Let's it go. Does. When do we leave? A, we need until a chick, though. Yeah, we until need somebody, we need. until one of us gets we, randy. Until <laughs> 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 Connor gets randy. We need an open-minded chick. <laughs> what does that, that sound? God, I hope it's crabs. <laughs> Click, 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 I'm, click, I'm really itchy. Why is he crying? 
That's an easily answerable question. Oh, God. All right, next question. Excalibur writes... Our buddy. Two questions. Number one, in this series, Scott Pilgrim gained two swords, the power of love and the power of understanding. If it was you, what is the name and the type of sword you would get from your chest? For example, my sword would be called the Excalibur, and it is the reverse bladed sword. (laughs) So what sword did you get? Ron would get the sword of barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) And the sword of Seagram's. All right. (laughs) This This is just getting weird. Josh gets the sword him. of bitterness. <laughs> I would totally be the bad guy in that movie, wouldn't I? Yep. Yes, you would. All right. I'm not going to argue with that. Get the sword of beer. All right. I would get the. I would like the sword of wit. Yeah, because you need it. Good one. <laughs> yeah, because you ain't that. Zing. Number two. It is. It is disappointing that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World didn't make it big in the theaters. I really liked the movie. If the movie was divided into two films like Kill Bill, would it have worked better than the pa- with the pacing issues? For example... <laughs> that the wasn't the one, problem. <laughs> the first one ended with the fight with Todd Ingram. And the second movie would fight the rest of the exes. It seems like it would be better if they can add more volume five in the movie. Would it have been better? I or would the first movie have been a flop? Or would they never made the second movie? I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's fine the way it was. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they're not going to make us. The second one would have never come. You would have never seen the end. Yeah. Well, they, they shot Kill Bill at the same time. Pick. I mean, that, but that was. I know. Yeah, but yeah, they would have yeah. been like, well, we've already wasted all the money on this. Let's. Yeah. They made the only just, movie they could make with that movie. That yeah. Matter. Agreed. Agreed. And I don't necessarily think it was bad. I don't think, I, I, I don't think the no. performance of the movie was related to the quality of the movie. So. No. I think it was more related to the subject matter, the marketing, and the content, and the audience, and that sort of stuff. So. A hipster backlash. Yep. So. Next question. I want to say this name a lot. Brockett Vola. Nice. From Chicago, Illinois. Wow, that's awesome. Any way you guys could tell an embarrassing story about each other? Great job. Hope you're drinking. <laughs> that is an atom bomb there at number 67. <laughs> I'm going to tell Josh's embarrassing story. Which one? Oh, wait. We, we, we've told it before, but I'll tell it again because that's how it works. Uh, this, really is like, this really is like a hot family Christmas. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit on ago, my lap. Ten, <laughs> ten years ago in the hot tub oh, in geez. San Diego, Josh and I and, and a couple, a guy and a girl, in the hot tub in the hotel talking. Logan. Was his name Logan? Mm-hmm. We're all chatting about the, com- the San Diego Comic Con because we're all there for the con. And Josh starts bad-mouthing Rob Liefeld. I wasn't bad-mouthing him. I made a dumb joke using his name based on all... I barely knew who he was. But you still bad-mouth him. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, different... There's, I could sit here now and I could be like, he doesn't draw feet and blah, 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 and I could do that. But th- this wasn't even that. It was... It was just... It, was <laughs> it just, would be it, sucky, like Rob Liefeld. Like, right. it was... I was you know what it was? It was 22-year-old 22, 22 poser Josh making a yeah. Rob Liefeld joke. Sure. And as it turns out, Logan was good buddies with Rob Liefeld. And... It, <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable that I, and we were in the hot tub. I dipped down below, up to my eyeballs. <laughs> you do that. That's very to funny. Get, to, to get out of the situation, like I'm not here. Don't, uh, don't acknowledge me. That's, that would be Josh's. Well, that, that that same that same San Diego trip was also the one where we were staying several doors down from a certain comic creator and his family, including <laughs> his teenage daughter. 
which which we we were very enamored by. <laughs> Listen, we were in a hotel room and a, and a a young pretty girl walks by and we and all look and <laughs> are we supposed to know she's sixteen and not eighteen? We don't know that we're twenty two. We don't know the difference. And the daughter of a creator that we were geeking out big time over that entire con. <laughs> yes. Um, not our fault. She was wearing a very strappy, sparkly Revealing, yeah. top, yeah. and a, you know she was dressed much. for the Eisners with class. Let's just say, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. It's not our fault. Yeah, not our fault. No, I can't be held responsible. Learning experience, to say the least. Exactly. Yes, we, valuable we, experience, I might say. We cut our. Yes, I agree. How, I, how to comport oneself. Yep, totally agree. And as you can see, it's completely worked out. Brian S. Why the fuck did I buy so many Dreamwave production variant covers in 1999? Nobody knows the answer to that. <laughs> well, if you really like the Transformers, I yeah. assume. Well, uh, it, it helps you. If it helps you feel any better, the money you spent to buy those covers didn't pay any of the creators. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they bought Pat Lee a nice Porsche. Yeah, exactly. Anthony K has got a got a big question. We all love comics, but do you guys ever feel a certain contempt for any particular series, new or old, that you don't think deserves the praise or hype it's gotten? Deadpool. What's your guys' opinion on the Brian Bendis graphic novels he did before coming to Marvel? I haven't heard you guys really that's, say say if you like them. You, that's not how you spell coming. Yeah. In this instance. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I haven't heard you guys really say if you like them or not. I was wondering which guys you like and dislike, or or, or why. So you you guys always say you you guys always say to ask about comics or questions unrelated to comics, but I don't hear enough of the latter, especially awkward questions about your guys' private lives. All right, we're gonna pause there, answer the questions, and we'll answer the private lives. Um, or okay, not. Okay, so which ones? Uh, what comics do we feel don't deserve the praise or hype that they've gotten? Thor. Thor. Uh, a lot of the Morrison Batman stuff. No. I, I, I feel uh, you don't need to agree. It's okay. I'll I will fight you. Yes, you will, and it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. You know what I said? Deadpool's a joke. I've never read Deadpool. Yeah. Fuck, I know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like people. I don't like Straczynski's work for the most part. And so Thor is another one. Like I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, uh, I changed my mind on Invincible Iron Man. Yeah, after you did. reading it all in one piece. Even what about uh, Casanova. No, I've read that twice. It's awful. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't get. It. All right. What is our opinion of Bendis's graphic novels he did before coming to Marvel? I we be, I love them. Jinx, Goldfish, and Fire. Love them. We've we've showcased them at, at least two video shows. Yeah, Fortune, uh, Fortune and Glory, and, one, yeah. one crime book show, and once Ron and I were, we did a video show together talking about um, Rainy Day Reads. We talked about Jinx. Yep. I think Fire is weak. Fire is a little bit weak compared to Jinx and Goldfish. That's for and sure. And I, I like Torso a lot. That's but, yeah, but they're Torso, all Torso's amazing. Yeah, Torso's amazing. So Torso's fantastic. Yep. All right, so uh, his awkward questions, which you got to read them just to hear how. Just uh, what were your guys' most awkward run-in with a female fan? We haven't really had an awkward run. Haven't had an awkward nice. run. They're yeah. all very nice and yeah. very, very nice. Yeah. Have we ever used our internet fame to lord over anyone in our in our life at work, at a bar, in the bedroom, etc.? Lord I over. Un- I don't think you understand how internet fame works. And I don't think you know what lord over means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you what. Outside of a comics convention, yep. I ain't nobody. Yeah. Nobody cares. And, and pretty much at a comics convention, I'm just a dude. Yeah, totally. Uh, who knows some other dudes? That's about it. Yeah. Has anyone noticed you straight off the street? Uh, yes, that has. Ron? Happened. Yeah, yeah. It happened to me a couple of weekends ago. I was, I, I was, uh, I was uh, in London actually, getting on the subway or getting on the underground. And as I walked on the train, some a guy goes, "Hey, you're Ron Richards." And I said, "Yes, I am." Because I was just watching your show, and I said, "Oh, That's thank weird. you." I said, "Thank you." And he's like, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I'm going to Baker Street." 
I'll tell you what, it doesn't happen all that often, but it's happened like enough times that like. But it happened. Just, we all had dinner together by my. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was the. Oh yeah, and he probably we were, listens. That guy, that guy must have been happy because he got the triple. Yeah, that guy we was were, awesome. We were having dinner at a Chinese place in my neighborhood, in and we were just eating in Brooklyn, and some guy. Walks into the restaurant, walks up to our table, and says, "Hey, I love you guys," and and walks just, out. He had shopping bags with him. He came in. Yeah, that was yeah. that was class. He didn't just yeah. stand there and then try to. Well, didn't one go of you off. get recognized at a wedding? I did. Yeah, okay. the wedding. I was at my friend's wedding from college. Someone goes, "Hey, Connor," and I thought it was a guy from college, but it wasn't. It was a guy whose wife watches our show. He didn't even watch it himself. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've got, had it a couple times. Like yeah. at the movies once or twice, like I've had boy. I was like, what? Oh, hey, yeah. I don't know what to do. But it makes you it makes you think when you need to buy hemorrhoid cream because there could <laughs> be somebody there. Exactly. Well, there's a, there have been a couple of times like the, well in San Francisco, it's kind of you know because I do stuff with Revision Three and video and stuff, so it's obvious. So I've gotten a lot of people on the street there. But there was uh, the the weirdest time was when I was coming home on the bus and I was tired and I I, I was kind of nodding off and whatever. And then I checked Twitter. And I see somebody tweeted. I see an at reply that says, "That says, OMG, at Ronixo is on the on the on the on the same bus as I am right now." I can't believe it. And I, was just, and I wrote back. I was like, "Dude's got to get home somehow." Like you know, like somebody, you know, like I, yes, I take the bus. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't take your chauffeur cars like I do. All the yeah, no, anyway, um, and his last question is, "What's the deal with Aquaman?" <laughs> he's, he's awesome. What is the deal with Aquaman? So. He was awesome when he was surly and bearded and yes. hated everything because he'd lost his hand. That was awesome. Joe from the Bronx, exclamation point. One, are you guys planning on attending New York Comic Con? If so, we have a booth like you did at SDCC. Yes, we are, and yes, we will. There you go. Number two, Ooh. something. Yes, we will. Something okay. has been on my mind a lot lately. I've been reading comics regularly since 1984. That's a long time. I remember that it was around the time of Secret Wars and with a timeout in the late 80s to late 90s. That's 10 years. Only very recently have I decided to wait for the trade for most books and virtually all limited series. This is partly due to economic reasons, uh, mainly because no stories are written four to eight issue arcs, which I find read better in trade. Mainly I can't remember what happened in the issues. Or because I anticipate liking the series so much that I want a nice hardcover copy. The Marvel's Project, for example. The problem is that I feel I am not supporting less popular books when I don't buy the individual issues. Prime example is Atlas. I know you guys aren't big on this title, but I love the Agents of Atlas. I picked up all the issues. I feel partly responsible because I didn't pick up the issues and therefore contributed, albeit in a small way, to the low sales figures. I'm feeling the same thing for the upcoming Freedom Fighters from DC. This won't sell well, I predict. You're right. But I like the previous series and want a nice hardcover collection. By waiting for the trade, am I contributing to the inevitable cancellation? Yes. It sucks, and you're not doing anything wrong, but you But you yes. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not about you as much as it is a sort of a, a little bit of a short-sightedness on the part of the publisher, but also an educated guess on their part also. Yep. Because if something doesn't sell for $3, what do you think the chances are that it's going to sell for $20? Yep. Um, and that's not you. That's the you know what those those series would have been canceled either way uh, because the, there's there's probably some people like you who are waiting for the trade, but there's a lot more people who don't buy it just because they don't they don't buy it. No. Um, that just sucks about the it's it's, it's the it's too small the, the you know the audience is too small. So um, there you go. Yep. Uh, three. I asked you guys this a long time ago and got no response. Probably because I, you thought I was joking. Uh, very seriously. Seriously, very often when I read comics, anything published roughly in the last 10 years, I find that the ink from the paper comes off on my fingers, leaves smudges, fingerprints on the cover. This is especially noticeable on Hellboy covers, which have a lot of black ink, but happens on most covers. Interesting. 
latest issue of Captain America, for example, does this happen to anyone else? That happened, never, hasn't, that's never that's happened to me in I've ages. Never, I've never noticed that. But that said, no. that said, I do realize, and this is going to get a little weird and a little OCD, but I don't spend a lot of time touching the pages. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm They're serious. They're glossy, though. Well, yeah, they, they are. Yeah, Hellboy's glossy. Yeah, it's weird. But like, but no, but honestly, like, I, 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 I hold a comic book. I hold the spine in the dead center part of my palm, and the front cover and the back cover rest on the tips of my fingers and on my left hand. And on my right hand, I just I, I, I turn the page, like I go to the corner, and then I just hold the book and I read it and I turn the page. And I don't spend a lot of time holding the individual pages. I eat Doritos as I read them. Oh, stop, one stop, hand, stop. Fold stop. it over the back cover. Stop. I crunch. Stop. He takes him to the bathroom. You're making my ears hurt. I, well, I, I take him to the bathroom too, though. But yeah, he doesn't wash his hands. I wash my hands. I, honestly, I'm I'm, I have not noticed an ink problem in forever. It, anything, it would only happen on the newsprint kind of pages, and that's only like, like some Vertigo books have that now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're greasy. Are you a sweaty man, Joe? <laughs> Were you reading the newspaper beforehand, or Were you? Are you? Never are you I've never noticed that. Do, do you polish shoes? <laughs> are, you, are you? Are you a boot black, governor? Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, hold, don't hold, hold it differently. I haven't. I've heard nobody complain about this, and I think we would. Yeah, Juan Bon Jovi. In anticipation of two fifty, I just re re-listened to episode one fifty. So I'm wondering, Ron, given your professed penchant for polyamory, Jesus, which X Men characters members, no pun intended, would you invite into a Dream Menage a Mutant? Do I have to go back and listen to one fifty? Did I say I was pro poly sex stuff? Shit. Yes, you did. I did? What did I say? You said you weren't necessarily against Guy Guy Girl, as long as it wasn't me and Josh involved. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to have a good time, you know? You're going to have a good time. Um, <laughs> so who are, who are the experts? I don't want to know this. <laughs> I do. I want to know. I know the answers. Do I, wait, no, no. It's Pride and Jean Grey. Come on. Yeah, that would be nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, turn, <laughs> I wouldn't turn Psylocke away. I wouldn't turn Rogue away. I probably wouldn't. I probably. I probably should wouldn't. I, shoo, I'm making a joke. I probably wouldn't turn Gambit away. No. What about <laughs> Longshot? Totally kidding. Longshot. No he's Cyclops. Long no shot. Cyclops. No. That's he's got to stay over there. That's, Emma Frost. I wouldn't turn her away. Okay. She's she's. You know, there's really no ugly X-Men. Have you noticed that? Yes, but what if what if involved with Cyclops? Or, no, it's no. I can't. I wouldn't. It was, it was Cyclops. It's, and a, and it, it's a professional relationship. It would never happen. Or I would turn Artie or Leech away because that's they're just freaky looking. What about All Beak? Right. Do you have a thing for that? Beak oh, isn't he dead? Well, he should be dead. Anyway, next question. Jackie T from Queens, New York. Number one. As of right now, would you, the iFanboys, change any of the titles you chose for your top ten books? Video shows one and fifty-two. Uh, no, yes. no, probably. I wouldn't change them. I don't remember them. Yeah, I don't remember them either. Did we miss uh, episode? We didn't follow up on that, did we? By the way, I I I saw it said uh, change any of the titties. That's what I read. <laughs> Titles. That's where I am right now. I wouldn't change any of the titties for the world. <laughs> I wouldn't change it. Jackie. Not a not a single titty. <laughs> what, are, what what are the iFanboys uh, eleven to fifteen books? I don't remember my one through Dude. ten. So yeah. I'm sorry you came too late in the in the. <laughs> Right Maybe we'll do that on a future video show, so stay tuned yeah. for that. What's the opinion of James Robinson's run on Wildcats? I really I, liked it. I gave it to Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it, so I, I don't you know. You didn't read I it? Like, I, I don't think I read it before I gave it to him. I really liked it, though. I read it in issues, though. So. That, was, that was the golden age of Wildcats, though. That was the Alan Moore, James Robinson, Tra Travis Charest years. Sure, it was good. S Scott Cole from Allentown, Pennsylvania writes, Okay. 
I was listening to an old episode, and, I, and you were talking about the stuff you see from Amazon. From Amazon. So, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen ordered from Amazon? It's got to be. It's got to be the sexy time stuff. I've seen a numerous numbers of panties, lingerie, condoms, lubricant. Like there's been there's been a, a startling number of sexy time items purchased. Uh, apparently, oh, the, goes, I don't know anything about that. Apparently, the iFan <laughs> voice is getting it on, and that's good. Good. I idea. haven't I haven't looked since graphically acquired us. To be honest with you, oh, yeah, I can go back. And, I can look right now if you want live. If you want. Oh no 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 no. Uh, yeah yeah. I mean, a lot of people order a lot of interesting things, including um, an 18 inch Rasta Coco necklace. Wow. Um, I just—it's like this weird kind of voyeurism where you don't really know. We don't know who's ordering. You don't, you don't know who's ordering. We don't know who's ordering. Yes. We don't know who's ordering. We just no. It's just items. It's, items it's and quantities. Like, wow, I would have never thought about buying that. And the the thing is, it helps us because we see like when we see what books you're all buying, like we adjust like the banners and things like that. Or hypothetically, we could. Uh, but so it it does help in that regard. So it's actually going towards a better thing. Like a couple of you bought MacBook Pros, which I think is amazing. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. A lot of DVDs. Um, uh, some uh, a someone bought the national flag of India. Um, see, I'm I'm telling you, the people out there are listening right now, and like that is fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. Do this all night, but yeah. we won't. Someone bought uh, a lot of Glee has been purchased. I think that was Connor. Awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, a lot of moleskines. Um, I'm looking for some weird, sexy time stuff. Not so you much. Look, we'll, you have to we'll move on to the next question. You see something great, you let us know. I feel like reading this next question in the style of Scott Cantor. Okay. Go ahead. No reason. Ryan S. or Swifty, I was wondering how you pick the covers that drop into the long box in the video show intro. Any significance? Random images from Google? Who picked Aquaman? Love the show. Who's Scott Cantor? I don't know. You'll have to know. It's a personal. <laughs> I uh, think weren't, weren't they almost all mine? Then? No, no, no. We put a lot fine. of thought in that. We all picked covers, and we we that that the covers of that long box are a random mix of the various of ones that we picked amongst the, the three of us at the time. So, I know Aquaman is mine. Um, I know Green Lantern. The Green Lantern uh, Speedy issue was mine. Yes. Yep. But I think the rest are mine. No, no. no. Josh Pig, we all pick. I remember because I remember disc- I've, I distinctly remember discussing it. I remember saying we I have were, seen that hundreds of times, and I cannot remember a single Nova, thing. Nova, one of my Green Lantern, Green Arrow cover right now. One of my Nova issues is in there. I'm gonna it's a Queen and Country. I think I'm gonna pull it up right now. Um, let's see here. Here it is. It's Aquaman, Astro City, Criminal, Jonah Hex, like Queen and Country. We all pick, we picked. It was it was the three of us picking what what books we wanted. Yeah. So there you go. That's true. I remember that now. Yep. All right. Zach H writes in Zach71296 on the site. What was the most difficult comic or comic item to track down so you could finally own it? Interesting. Ron? Um, Your Flash comic? Oh, which I still, I still don't own. Yeah, I'm still chasing uh, the, the issue where uh, Barry Allen and Jay Garrick meet for the first time. Uh, Flash. We, we looked for it in one of the cons. We were it was, at. it was a little out of my price range. We were, yeah, yeah. At was it was it was it WonderCon? Yeah, it was WonderCon. Yep. It was a little. It was like it was in the it was in the two hundred to three hundred dollar range, and I was like, ah, it's a bit more than I want to spend. Uh, I will get it though. I will get it. Oh, here we go. Someone bought condoms. Trojan ends. Oh wow, wow. Trojan Durex and Crown condoms. Thirty six condom variety pack. That's a lot of fucking. That's a lot of fucking. Wow. I, I someone I, bought I, five pounds of chia seeds. 
Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Five pounds. Here it is. Somebody bought a pack of two Astroglide personal lubricant five ounce bottles. Nice. There you go. You know what? The thing with with, with lubricant, it goes faster <laughs> than you think it would. Oh, anyway, um, there's nothing else dirty. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that flash one. I'll get it eventually. But so. I, I haven't. I have not searched for anything. But I'm assuming Josh hasn't either. Not really. I got people to send me stuff that I really wanted. Zach M. I was wondering, who are your favorite non-Marvel or DC characters? Non-superior characters, that is. My personal favorite is Spider-Jerusalem. I have a soft spot for substance abuse and religious rants. Now, Spider-Jerusalem is a DC character. Right, no, but he means non-superhero character. That's Okay, all, yeah. we'll take that. But Yeah, non-superhero character. Um, favorite non-superhero character. Good question. Hellboy. I like Hellboy a lot. He's a superhero. He's a superhero, though. Nah. Yeah, but he's a, he's a Dark Horse character. Yeah, no, but he's a superhero. Nah, there's no other superheroes. That's just he's just a weird character. Um, I like John Chu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's but that's 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 somewhat. I mean, it's too temporary. You know what? No, you no, no. Just put the, you just put that condition on it. That doesn't count. I did. Count. I did. You just don't like the choice for some reason. No, so no, I just think know. it's new. I mean, it's easy to say, like, what's your favorite, you know, like, what's your favorite movie? And to say a movie you made in the past five years is a little too recent, you know? Well, I love I love Paul Crocker. Paul Crocker's a good character. I love Paul Crocker. I think he's fantastic. Queen and Country. I got nothing. Ron? I got nothing. Wow, you've got nothing. You don't got Kachu? I like Kachu. Francine? I mean, I don't know if she's my favorite. I mean, I like, the thing is, I don't like Kachu or Francine individually. I like them together. What about Dave? Dave who? David. Oh, David? No, David's a pussy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Well, you, you'll abstain. Well, if we want to go recently, I fucking love Black Sad, the character Black Sad. The guy, the, he was awesome. He was totally... Was it? Yeah, he was totally... Oh, you got to read that. You guys would... Both of you would love that book. I, uh, I look forward to it. Anyway. All right, Dave C. writes in, says, uh, Supposing the show Undercover Boss, the NBC reality show, occurred in the various comic universe, which character would you like to have to go undercover to get a feel for the realities of his or her company and what, what he or she would do? Well, that's easy. J. Jonah Jameson. I still would like to see the mayor of New York idea we had. What was that idea? Refresh my memory. Where the, the, the book was about the mayor of New York City. In the Marvel how, Universe. In the right. Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, that's he, a great idea. Having to deal with the uh, the trials, tribulations. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's kind I, of- I I would love to see like somebody like like the view of the assistant who Tony Stark doesn't know. Yeah, like he's like, like he's like third assistant. Yeah. Well, I th- oh I told you the genius pitch that me and Matt Sillity had a couple years ago, right? Didn't I for about the 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 lowly um guy in marvel who was who like worked at like roxon or worked at stark and then got a job in the baxter building it was just this very not but was the catalyst to various events throughout the marvel history like just, like that marvel like that star wars book the tyler and Bink yes book. yeah but not as comedy not as not as so comedy based yeah tag right. tag and bink yeah tag and bink yeah, yeah, yeah that was great so all right. Um, supposing one of the suits from either Disney or Time Warner was featured on the show, which aspect of comic production marketing would you like them to endure? Digital. Digital, yeah. <laughs> Digital. I mean, for both professionally and personally. Are there any cities which you think could sustain a Comic-Con that currently don't have one? I don't think the country can think, sustain another one. I think one. Boston. Boston has one. 
Yeah, but they have a small one. I think. Yeah, they, but they have one. I mean, Scotty was. I mean, like there was enough people went there. Scotty yeah, and Norton and everybody went there. It's it's a very it's a very small con. I think they could handle a big con. There's enough people in the northeast. There's yeah. enough creators yeah. in the northeast that could handle a big con. That'd be cool. It could be bigger. Yeah. So. But right. I mean, we wouldn't know because we're not in a lot of the other places. You know. Next question. Chris, hey guys, I don't care what the rest of the internet says. You people are good folks. Thanks, Chris. What does the internet say? Anyway, oh, yeah, I'm one of those. Hey, wait, I've, I've got a Google alert. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm one of those crazy buy issues and bind them people, and I was wondering what you think about the small slice of that small slice of comic collecting community. Good on you, Chris. Good, uh, yeah, if that's what you like, I personally am not a fan of the the library binding type thing. I don't. I figured you would be okay with it. No, I'm okay with it. I don't care. I just I don't do want to do it. Want. I yeah. I mean, like I just don't, I just don't want. I mean, the thing is, like I like it's like my, bootleg DVDs. I just yeah. I don't care how nice you do the packaging. It's not the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the, the like I like having my issues in bags and boards and reading the issue individually. If I wanted to read a book of the issues collected, I would get the hardcover or something. You know. So and 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 the, like if I was interested in keeping the issues. I would bag and board them. Right. And instead, you're putting them all together. So the issues are, quote-unquote, ruined. Yeah. But then you also just don't have something that's as easy and, and nice as the, the books. I, I get why people want to do it, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not condemning it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me. So, All right. Peter from Montreal, Canada says, I recently expanded my pull list and I'm enjoying all the new comics greatly. Unfortunately, as a result of my alcohol budget, has shrunk to compensate. So I have to ask you, Connor, you, the resident alcoholic, whoa. how can I get wasted most efficiently without having to drink rubbing alcohol? A significant portion of your tweets involve you getting drunk, so I'm sure you have some good ideas to start with. Thanks in advance, your most alcoholic eye fanboy. Now, here's the thing. All right. He's doing, um, he's doing the drunky long pause. Now, well, now wait a minute. Now like listen. He's going to say something important, but yeah. you know it's just going to smell funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A lot of times I only remember two tweets when I am drunk. When I'm doing normal everyday things that don't involve alcohol. Yeah. I don't think I should tweet my it, laundry. It does come across like you like you like you're drunk a lot. It does. Right, because that's I, when I, I remember that's that, two tweet. That, that's been that's been the if I had to sum up my con experience this year has been fielding the constant question of is Connor dr- okay? Or is Josh okay? Because when of the, the demeanor of other tweets for different reasons. <laughs> I went to Mocha and I ran into Alice Robinson, Josh's best friend. Yeah. And his wife. And they said, you know a lot about wine, don't you? And I went, not really. They said, well, you always tweet about it. Well, the thing is, <laughs> when I'm sober and doing sober things like laundry or groceries or cleaning or whatever the fuck sober people do, I don't, it doesn't occur to me to tweet that. When I'm I drinking. Would like you to, I would like you to realize, everyone, that he just said, whatever the fuck sober people do. <laughs> I would just with, no, with demonstrable contempt. I was just saying. I was just. I was just literally thinking. And this was the moment we realized Connor had a problem. Oh, <laughs> oh it, it it wasn't this moment. <laughs> it, just, it doesn't occur to me to tweet that shit. Yeah. It's when I've been drinking. That's when it occurs to me. Hey, I should tweet this. So yeah. there may be a skewed tweeting uh, equation there. But if you want to get drunk, are you are you punching up your 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 public persona, Connor? Perhaps a little bit. When you. If you want to get drunk faster, we'll I found lately wine. Is uh, you did a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little wine bit. Is, just a little bit. No, no, hey, wine hey, is guys, hey, guys, no, guys, the, the drinks are on the house. Drinks on the house. Drinks on the house. On the house. Two times. Two times. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, one thing, Connor. Mm. Go get your shine box. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> you. Fuck you. <laughs> you motherfucker. You motherfucker. I don't know if you heard. I, I don't shine. Ain't no more shine. <laughs> All right. Moving on. You've been away a long time. 
Jim writes, love the show. Thought it, thought it might be fun to play along. It's not, the Chad? long is not there. The, the word was not there. <laughs> All right. Jim writes, love the show. Thought it might be fun to play. Shag, marry, kill for the 25th episode. Of course, they're all guys, so I might be a bit gay, but what the hell, you're all comfortable with who you are, right? We are. I think we are. So, writers, Jeff Johns, Chris Claremont, Frank Miller, marry, shag, kill. Well, that's easy. You marry Jeff, you kill Claremont, and you shag Miller. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. All right, I agreed. Artist. George Perez, Jim Lee, Alex Ross. That's easy. You shag George Perez, you marry Jim Lee, and you kill Alex Ross. Josh, did you agree? I found it's easy in this game if I just agree with Ron, and that way I don't have to take any <laughs> any responsibility. That's why I've already two in, right. two two questions in. The DC big three: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Okay, she's a girl. That's easy. You, you kill Superman, you marry Batman, no. you shag no. Wonder Woman. You marry Superman. He would be the best. Part long time partner. Hey, all I know is that Batman's a fucking millionaire. That's all yes. I'm thinking. Superman is the best partner, but Batman is the absentee billionaire husband. Yes, who's perfect. Want to marry? Yep. So you can have the affair on the side. Yep. While he's off fighting crime and sleeping. So then you have to kill the only one with a vagina in the whole thing. <laughs> no, no, you keep you, you you shag Wonder Woman. You kill Superman. Yes, I agree. Oh. Yeah, you marry, kill Superman, marry Batman. Marry Batman, kill Superman, shag Wonder Woman. Yep. Boomer Girl, or Marty G, says, if your lives were turned into a biographic comic, who would you have write it and do the art, and what would you have retconned? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have retconned a lot of relationships. <laughs> a lot. Uh, no, actually, I don't. I actually, I don't believe in retconning. I think you know, like I, you, I think you know, we make mistakes, you have regrets, but you learn from it, and it, be, it shapes who you are and what it becomes, and all. It's a very zen-like approach. I have to have that approach. Connor tries to do the eternal shots, sunshine of the spotless mind with yeah. wine. Yeah, where you can erase things and stuff like that. Yeah. Why do you think I drink so much? So, yeah. oh Jesus! I like to erase Debbie. Oh, Laura. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so, who writes and draws your bio comic? Well, Josh is Alex Robinson, right? I write it. Yeah, you- <laughs> I write my own book, and no, I wouldn't have Alex illustrate it. That's yeah. that's weird. Because yeah. uh, it'd be penises everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that he probably should. Then he's good at that. He would. He would. Yeah. He. he would. All right, so who draws it? Ah, oh, that's tough. I would like a guy like uh, like a like a Peter Schneeberg or something like that, who does like realism and cartooning at the same time. For me, it would depend on who, who I'm talking about dating. If it's <laughs> no, no, it's your life. It's not your dating life. It's just your life. Well, I mean, it's, I, it's a biographical if I, comic. If it's about me dating Laura, then oh, stop being then, specific. Then uh, Jamie McKelvey draws it because he already drew her in in uh, Suburban Glamour, yeah. which was a trip. Um, I'll, I'll say McGuire. Kevin McGuire draws it. He's always yeah, been Kevin McGuire is more fitting for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who writes it? Um, someone really tragic. Jonathan Ames. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> nice. Fine. Take that one. Go ahead and run. Um, well, Claremont writes it. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't talk like that at all. No, but I think he would give a certain panache to my life. And then, um, and then McKelvey draws it. Because you that's like a, the girls he draws. Yeah, that's well, a, that's I, a, I would probably look better. That's a finished book. I'm not you sure. You look I a bit read. thinner. Let's all have Mike Norton draw it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mike Norton, Mike Norton's drew us look better than we've ever looked in real life. All right. Yeah, my nose was weird. 
Russ writes it. You're well. You, all right, I was gonna make a joke, but I didn't. Anyway, um, because your nose is fine. I was just being mean. All right. Uh, Russ writes in and says, "So what's the deal with the Hulk? Sometimes he's about seven foot tall and looks like a green wrestler. Other times he's about fifteen feet tall. Sometimes he's super angry about some minor slight, and others he's just like some thick kid. Yet, yet still all hulked out. And I'm sure there was once a brainy Hulk, and sometimes he's a gray wise guy Hulk." P.S. P.S. Maestro, is he the Hulk's pedo uncle from the future or something? I do like the Hulk, though, even the red one. As far as I know, Hulk is the strongest one there is. That's all you need to know. Hulk as is far the as I know, the Hulk also changes size depending on how angry he is. Uh, matter Hulk gets, stronger Hulk gets. Yeah. Yes. Bigger yeah. Hulk gets. Hulk is the strongest yeah. one there is. Hulk, Hulk is the strongest one there is. Russ. And Maestro is the Hulk from the, f- in the yes, future. Yes, he's the Hulk. This is awesome. He's an awesome character. I love, I love I that. Really like that. I really like that as a singular answer. Yeah. Hulk, think, Hulk Future think, and Perfect is a great book. Yep. I think if there's ever another Hulk question, I'm just going, they're all going to be answered with Hulk's strongest one there is. Hulk's strongest one there is. <laughs> that there means Doug, aka Zombox on my fanboy, writes I've re- recently purchased an original. <laughs> 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 Listen, I've I have read <laughs> it's, it's getting embarrassing. <laughs> I have By the way, he's not allowed to read the next one. No, he's not. I've, I've recently purchased an original art page from one of my favorite artists. As an as owners of such wonders, what do you find is the best way to display as well as preserve the piece? Um, if you want to frame it, make sure you get uh, UV protected glass and acid free mat board that you're putting it on. You could pay to get it framed, although don't don't go down the path of paying more to have it framed than you paid for the page. I um, went down that road for the, the Darwin Cook page we, we bought in San, in San Francisco. It I co- bought it, the frame cost more than the page. No, but it costs a lot. I framing. paid I paid a professional framer to frame it and mount it, and yeah. I mean it, it's a work of art. It's no longer yeah. it's not different than in a painting or whatever. So I figure. I don't own a lot of art like Ron does. Ron has a whole book, but I have only two pages of art, and I figure the two pages of art I had might as well be yeah. well protected. So That's I bought. Fair. I went to a framing place. I played for the full. Yeah. The full I want to do that. I just I just haven't because I don't. I I live in a small apartment and I don't have. A and lot you have thirty five pages of art. Yeah. So so what I did was I bought one of those art books, those art supply, like those big black books with the plastic pages, and that keeps them flat. It keeps them you know good good you know protected and that sort of thing. So the cheapest and most. I mean, like I I had some pages that I just had in little IKEA frames for a while, but I actually took them out of there recently because I have two pages from Transmetropolitan. Um, one of them from the first issue too. And yeah, which awesome. is badass. Yeah. Uh, I bought. If you go to, if you Google, and I, I, I wish they sponsored us so that we could do this, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, Bill Cole Enterprises yes. sells uh, their, their comic book page frames, so specifically the right page. They're acid free. They're UV protected, and they're like, so like thirty five bucks. Yes, thir- thirty five. They're, they're, they're great. Did you get those frames? I, yeah, I do. Oh, both that's trans- great. Yeah, I have one of, of them. Trans- they're great. Pages are in there, and my Darwin page is in there. Yeah. Uh, I have an Alex Robinson page that I bought like years and years and years ago. That's in just a regular. Does he, does he? Does he know he's, that? He's uncomfortable by it. Want to know creepy? Yeah. Uh, it, we moved when we moved things around because they were in the office, which was now my son's room. Uh, and so uh, the 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 box office poison page, which I bought in two thousand one, uh, and I, I you know I didn't I didn't hang out with him until the end of two thousand nine. So uh, it's in like when you open the door. To the apartment, it's the first thing you see. <laughs> and he I, walked in, he was like, Oh, come on. And I was like, I, I, What do you want? Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. I talked to him well, about it. When I was in, we, when Josh did the Ink Panthers show, we had lunch with Alex afterwards, and I talked to him about it. And he said, It's just bizarre. Yeah. 
That's funny. He walks into Josh's house and there's his page on the wall. That's funny. That's very, very it's funny. It's a good page. It's the one, it's if you're page. familiar with Box Office Poison, uh, they're at the party and Ed uh, meets, they're with Caprice and Caprice's friend, Leia. And he hears that her name is Leia and he gets all excited and, and he sees TIE fighters in his head and then he chugs his beer and he just goes over and he's like, I want to dance with you in the worst way, Leia. And so it's like the moment that Ed, Ed gets his cojones. Cool. like that. All Let's right. So next question. Chris from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, he says, he's got a couple of questions. So his first one, I've noticed an interesting new vocabulary in the comics world that didn't seem to exist when I put down my comics as a teenager in the 90s. Back in those ye olden days of Netscape and AOL chat rooms, there was a pretty clear delineation between illustrator and writer. Now the term creator seems to be a bit more of a common term, which gives equal credit to the main contributors of a comic. Do you know, who, do you know when this term started becoming popular in use, or, or just am I an old man of 30 should be worried about those slacker teenagers messing with my lawn? No, I, think that, I, I agree with you. I think that's, that's within the past five years. I think. It's it's ten years, but it's totally leaning towards the last five. I mean, it's yeah. No, I think it's ten years, but it's I fanboy, but it's two thousand was like the no it's something I hadn't paid attention to. All of a sudden, it was just was creators instead of writers and artists. Yeah, but it's ten years, but yep. it just sort of happened. So, but but I, I still but I, but I still think even when they do that, the the line is this is the writer, this is the artist, except when his powers. Um, you know, very rarely do you see just both names and then creators. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but when you talk about books, you talk about the yeah. Creator. We talk about the creator. Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's a catch-all term that we can use. That's why. Yeah, that's I mean, why. Why did it come? Because people on the internet had to write about them all the time, and they needed something instead of writing writers, artists, inkers, letters, colorists, yeah, creators. Yeah, something. All right, next question. I often come across interesting storylines in the middle of a run or after the fact completely. I have a natural tendency to look for stuff in trade form anyway, so I usually try and wait for the collection to come out. I'm running into problems keeping track of what stories are collected, or especially when they don't use the book titles on the trade cover, i.e. detective and action comics. So far, I've been using the iFanboy weekly comic section to see what the new trades are, but I realize I'm probably forgetting about a lot of things that I noticed weeks earlier when they're in the monthly format. I wanted to know if there are any other good resources to keep track of how storylines are collected so I don't miss things. Honestly, it's it's previews and staying on top of it. That's all you can do. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. So I mean, the way the way Marvel and DC repackage these books and stuff like that, I, I'm I, if I part of the reason why I don't jump to trades is because I like I listen to the guys on Eleven O'clock Comics and they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna read this in trade. I'm gonna read this in trade. Like I a wouldn't remember mm-hmm. nor be able to you know guarantee. Like I'm OCD. Like I could, wouldn't guarantee that I can get the things I want to make sure I read. You know what I mean? Like I I feel as if I'm safer getting them in, in monthly. Good shot you know? might help. Yeah, good shop could well no, but yes and no. I mean, I, I mean, I'd like to think I have a good shop too, and I, I still think it's chaos. Yeah, no, it is, but yeah. I'm saying it might help. It, yeah. One of these many things put them all together. Yeah. It's a wild west out there, dude. What do you yeah. want? You gotta be really if diligent. Go, Get a spreadsheet. If you go all trade, you have to do the work yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because there's there's, there's lots of places to go to look for the issues, but there's not a lot of places for the com for well, the trades. Not even that. It's just that like now I only have to remember once a month. Like you read something now, and you're gonna wait eleven months. Yeah. To be like, oh, yeah, the next I forgot. I'd forget and I'd read it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, his last question. I started noticing iFanboy review quotes on the back of collected editions of trades. Have you guys had that high fidelity moment when you realize you are no longer just fans with an opinion and are now contributors to the art form that you love so much? Do you get giddy every time you see one of your quotes on a book? Also, do you consider yourselves critics, journalists, or still just fanboys? Um, I- I'll be honest. I still get giddy whenever I see any of our names or our website on any book. That's, that's, there's something about seeing it printed that's fucking cool. Um, but it, it, it's, you know, I don't feel as if I'm contributing to the art that we love so much. I mean, we're, we're helping sell the books. We're not, you know, like, oh, not, I do. Yeah. Oh, do you? And yeah. I don't mean that in a highfalutin way, but yeah. I think that through us having to figure out a way to talk about stuff every week, 
we've become um, a little better versed on what it is that we like and don't like about it. True. And I think that that has helped uh, other people in the same way. Not that they have to agree with our opinion, but at least in their critical thinking about about comics a little bit, or just in in buttoning down the things that you liked. And I also just I like that. There's a lot of people out there. There's thousands of people out there who who tried stuff that they wouldn't have otherwise. I think yeah. that's awesome. I do I do like that people see us and then see our quotes and then know that it's worth getting. You know what I mean? Like there's there's something cool about the adding to that and help. And like when we hear from creators when they have signings and they say that oh I heard about your book for my fanboy that that's a bit of pride and that makes me feel. Very I happy. was I was so when when you said that thing that Jim Rugg said about aphrodisiac I was like yes that's yeah. what I want. No that was great. It was I want I'm, that guy because that book is going to go under the radar and that's so wrong. Yep, that's the, num- it, the number one selling book on iFanboy, actually, through Amazon. In Seattle, when we went to Seattle, Jim Rugg told us that his, all his books sold out because of iFanboy. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> um, uh, as, far as, as far as what we consider ourselves, I always tell people we're pundits. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm a guy who talks about comics. I really like yeah, them. I've never had my name on a comic book. It's only Occasionally, we... We dabble in the criticism, we dabble in journalism, but it's usually pundism. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we, I mean, like, we're, we're not like hard and true journalists and fact checking and all that kind of shit. And we're a lot of our stuff's opinion, you know, like, I, I liken us, like, if there was a comics MSNBC, we'd be like on the show talking about, you know, well, in this issue, it's, you know. Yeah, but we're not idiots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I haven't Jan seen Jan M from the Philippines, who's also Zeno on a fanboy writes, first of all, congratulations on 250. Thank you. Number, he's got three questions. Number one, what do you consider as your most favorite comic book series and comic book issue? For example, mine is Why the Last Man and Captain America, Volume 5, Number 50. Favorite comic book series and comic book issue. Jesus. Series is Preacher. Series is Uncanny X-Men. Connor, Detective. That's fucking too... I'm, I'm passing on that. It's too hard. All right. An issue I can't do. I can't pick a single issue. Issues really hard. Issues really. We re, I mean, part, and, and it's not because I, I there aren't great issues that I love and stuff like that. It's just that, literally, if you see, like, I'm I'm filling a long box pretty much once a month these days. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. A month's not a month. Uh, a long box is like 900 issues. I'm going. No, a long box is like 200. You're not filling it a month. Yeah, uh, a month, maybe two months. Two months is maybe more accurate. Yeah, I only I only fill a box every like yeah. maybe. I'm no, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm I'm, I'm partially because it's my apartment, but I'm I've now run out of room in my closet to store long boxes, and they're outside in the hallway. Like that's you know, wow, what it is. Yeah, so I don't think I, I can pick issues just because I, do, I they run all, they they all run together. Yeah, I, we read too many. We read too many. So, Number two, yeah. since you were pretty much the ones who got me to discover the wonderful imprint that is Vertigo. What is your top five Vertigo titles? Top three Vertigo titles. Top three Vertigo titles. I don't think there are top three Vertigo titles, are there? Preacher. <laughs> Why the Last Man. And... Oh. Chance of Metropolitan. He was... That, that started off as Helix. Yeah. Well, no, it's still, still Vertigo. It's a Vertigo. Yeah. What about Sandman? Not top three, no. Really not top three? No. Why the Last Man, Preacher, and Trans Metropolitan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't get angry about it. I agree to that. Don't so. get ab- don't don't get ab- aggressive about it. All right. Number I'm three. Not- to celebrate your two hundred fiftieth episode. What comic book series that that have ended or is in its early run would you want to reach two fifty episode two hundred fifty issues? <laughs> two hundred fifty <laughs> issues. You're cut off. You're cut off. Can you um, touch your nose to your, your hand? Um, Invincible. I want to be reading issue two hundred fifty of Invincible. More than Walking Dead. I don't. Re- I walk again in hardcover. I would have. 
I said that, that have ended. It's your fault. It's your fault. I would love to have seen Joe Casey do 250 issues of the Wildcats. Yeah, that would have been cool. How yeah. cool would that have been? Yeah, he wouldn't want to, but you would. Yeah. No, he totally would have. Yeah, yeah. Just keep Jan, doing it. Jan has a bonus question. By the way, did you do your plan <laughs> to do a statue episode? <laughs> no. By the way, do, did you do did you do your plan to do a statue buying episode on the video podcast? Because that would be a great show. We haven't, and we will someday, maybe this fall. Stay tuned. So, because that's a great. We gotta idea. find out if that's in the budget. Yes, it's out. Yes, we'll find it in the budget. All right. Uh, next question. I can't find the one I want anymore. D- I've been looking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. It. You gotta look for new ones. DJ from Fremont, California, says, "I love DC's Elseworlds." Explanation point. With the return of the Elseworlds logo and the Superman, the Lost Family of Krypton, do you think we'll see more Elseworlds in the near future? God, well, I hope so. I hope so, but probably. Yeah, hope probably. Yeah, they wouldn't bring it back yeah. if they weren't going to. I know that Ron and Connor are drinking tonight. With their experience from the Tiki Tours at WonderCon, I have a question about alcohol. Have you found the perfect beer or other beverage to enjoy while reading a good trade or your stack of comics? I, I don't drink alcohol while I read my comics. So. I don't either. So I would love it if he said, I have a question about alcohol. Why did my life leave me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she took the kids <laughs> and the couch Josh next one. Oh, we're in the home stretch here the last three Stevie from Scotland I'll keep this short Star Wars I love it you love it hell everyone loves it my question is this is there any Star Wars comic out there worth checking out I read Dark Empire and the old Marvel movie adaptations but is there anything out there I'm missing out on I know Star Wars Legacy is coming to an end soon but I haven't heard if it's worth checking out. Help a brother out, yo. Uh, you know, I don't want to be like a dick, but like I haven't been interested in a Star Wars comic since like since the answer that we always give. Yeah, exactly. I Dark like Empire it's... was great. Dark Empire so. was amazing. Those are great comics. Those yeah. are great comics. I think people really liked Legacy, and it went on with the same creative team for a very long time. You know, I, this I... last week, just this last week, and if you go to shops, it'll be there. The first episode, the first issue was a dollar from Dark Horse. Yeah. Try it. Go pick it up, yeah. So. You know what? I imagine we would probably like it. Yeah, probably. It's just, it's just I haven't. It's, it's just I haven't been. I haven't been interested. I just haven't been. I couldn't be bothered. So, yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Well, hope that helps you out. Sorry, uh, I did enjoy Tag and Bink, but that I don't think that is uh, collected anymore or anything. But uh, uh, last, uh, last two questions. Last three questions. Sean from Thornton, Colorado. Just want to say that I love the show and thanks for all you do. My questions for you is this. Please explain in detail what the story behind all the Thomas Jane references are. This sounds like an inside joke. Please let us in. And And Pimp Slap's question is, on this very special episode, can you please share your favorite Thomas Jane anecdote? Yes. Okay, first question then. What's the... There's no Thomas Jane inside joke. He's at all of the conventions, and it's it's funnier every time. It's it's an inside joke for 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 comic professionals and people who, people who listen or watch all our shows no no yeah, yeah but that, no no hang, hang on for people who go to all the cons like so so there, there is a there is a grouping of a couple of hundred people from the companies from the publishers from the creators from the press from fans that go to emerald city con WonderCon, new york con san diego stuff like that they all know the cult of thomas jane because basically the joke is he shows up at these cons and he is like king of the con he walks around with no shoes on and a cigar in his mouth and is walks up to conversations that other people are having and he says, Hi, I'm Tom. That's that's exactly what I was I was I was standing at the Hyatt last year at San Diego talking to uh, it was me, Brian Wood, and Bray Grant, and he just walked up to us and goes, Hey, I'm Tom. I like comics. 
I'm like, good, Tom. Good and for he, you. And he does that every yeah. night, yep. the entire convention. And they like, at the first, that was last year. They're like, oh, that was funny. And then he was doing it still this year. And yeah. then, I mean, what's the best story? The Seattle. Oh, there's two. There's oh, two. There's two oh, stories. There's, there's two stories. Tom Jones. Okay. Tom Jane uh, walks across. Well, no, well hang on. Well, you got to paint the picture. So it's. At I, Sa- I'm at, trying. At San Diego, outside the Hyatt, there's this area, patio area, where a lot of people smoke, whatever. On Saturday night at San Diego, it's there. there's easily 100 people out there just standing around, talking, drinking, having a good time. He's walking around barefoot, ripped T-shirt, like no-sleeve T-shirt, um, cigar in one hand, drink in the other hand. Satchel. Man purse satchel, right. And then he proceeds to – he's going around introducing himself to everybody, talking to everybody. And then he kind of walks, veers off to the left – where the parking garage is, and walks up to the wall and proceeds to do, you know when you walk into a public bathroom and there's the dude at the urinal doing the lean back? You know, like the kind of arching his back backwards and peeing? He's doing that, peeing on the wall. And so this is what I'm seeing. I'm standing on the patio, and I look, and I see Thomas Jane peeing on the wall on the parking garage, leaning back, smoking a cigar. And I look to my right, and I see a line of 15 people holding phones, taking pictures. So. Well, he's, he's he's got an impressive cock because he just stars the show called Hung. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. So, so that's that's the greatest shit. That's the greatest Tom Jane story. Well, for us, for me, it was Ron and I in Seattle. Yep. We go through a whole week. We're weekend. We're taping. We tape all the interviews. We got to do the opening of the show. So we go to which, the if, if, by the way, if behind the curtain, if you watch the fanboy shows, you'll notice that the opening and the closing, we're often wearing the same clothes and our voices are hoarse. It's because we wait to the last possible moment right. to do those. When Sucks. you would think we should do them first when we're fresh and everything's great, but no, we wait till no. Sunday at three o'clock and oh shit, we got to do the open. <laughs> so we go, we go in, into the front of the con in Seattle to the open and I, I'm shooting it, shooting Ron and he starts talking. And I see, because when you're shooting, you got one eye in the viewfinder, one eye not. And I see in my uh, not eye somebody walking to our frame. I think, fuck, somebody's ruining our shot. But I don't move because I don't move for whatever reason. It turns out it's Thomas Jane, and he puts his arm around Ron. Says hello to the camera, nods. Hey, how's it going? And then walks away. And it happened so quickly that what happened was is that I'm standing there holding the mic, looking at the camera, and I'm doing, hey, welcome to my fanboy. My name is Ron Richards. We're at Seattle. And I feel someone walk up next to me, put their arm around me, and kind of look, nod, and turn around and walk away. I didn't see him at that point. I never made eye contact with him. I turned around, and I just see walking away from me a black trench coat and cowboy boots, and I look back at the camera. I go, that was Thomas Jane. I didn't see his face, but I knew it was him. His to your greatest credit, was, you didn't break the shot. You oh, yeah. Going. His, his timing was also such that we actually said everything you needed to say beforehand. Yes, it was amazing. His timing was perfect. Now, the second part of this is that I did not go to that show. Yes. I did not know about this. I was given all the tapes and said, here, you edit this monkey. And I said, okay. So I'm, I'm going through. I'm starting to put the show together. I've done this a lot. It's fairly routine. <laughs> I'm watching the thing. I grab my phone. Text. Is that? <laughs> Text comes back. Yup. Because, <laughs> like, the thing is, like, at first, I, I was like, I, it, it just didn't click. I was like, I don't, who am I looking at? And, like, by the time it, I figured, I was like, that's weird. Did you? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't even ask. Like, we just knew exactly what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh, was fantastic. That was great. Yeah, that's- that, was, that was the best, I think, better than peeing story was him. Interrupting our shot, seamlessly integrating himself into the shot and yep. leaving, 
and Ron finishing the shot, and no one broke character, no one broke broke the tape, and it was oh. perfect. It was amazing. As you can see, in the last San Diego episode, uh, we we sort of went after him, but we didn't push it too hard. You know why? We don't want to ruin it. You can't you can't, you also, can't make it happen. You gotta you gotta. Also, yeah. He's a bit scary. He's a bit scary. Yeah, he is. But yeah. we went to the Scott Pilgrim screening with the cast and crew, and he crashed the screening. He wasn't supposed to be there. He jumped on stage. He ran on stage. He, he vaulted onto the stage. He had his own little video camera, yep. and he was disrupting every- I mean, he is the king of Comic-Con. He loves it. He loves it. It's amazing. I give him credit. It's amazing. So that is why we talk about it. We don't talk. It's not an inside joke between us. We've talked about it many times. It's in the comics industry. I mean, like if yeah. you if you ask anybody in the know, they'll, and you say Thomas Jane, they'll laugh. They will know. They'll you know like yeah, I go go to go to if you go to the con, go to the booths, ask anybody, be like is Thomas Jane around, and they'll laugh. So can I can I say on the other side, on a completely serious note, and to cap this, he's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. Yeah, he's yeah. no like Hung is a really good show, but like he the guy that he plays on that is so different than the dude who I see. Stumbling around comic conventions several Drunk, times a yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, and I don't even he's a, buy he's that. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. yeah. Last. So last question. Well, no. Last. Okay. So no. Last two. So oh yeah. So that was Pinstop's question. There. So last question. Josh, take it away. Mosher. Hey there, big guys. I wrote that. I did that method. I'm kind of drunk and will be completely shit faced while listening to 250. So bear with me there. I was just wondering how the three of you met. Maybe you said it in a previous podcast, but I don't know shit. <laughs> And also, and I believe this is a fitting end. <clears throat> also, I don't think Nightfall was that bad. I hear a lot of you guys think it sucked, but I think some of that stuff in those stories was cool. I like the Zazz stuff. I know it's a taste thing, but I'm just curious why you didn't like it. <laughs> let's, get that, let's, let's get that part out of the way. Please. Oh, oh that Wait. was really funny. <laughs> it was the height of, height of the late 90s. It was while we were in college. Um, why we didn't like it because it was I've never read it, but I bet I wouldn't. I read all of them. It was an attempt to modernize. It was before Batman. college. That was before college. No, it no. was. It was. I no. It I will bet before. you. I will bet you listen, money. Listen, I will. Listen, listen to me. It will, started. It started before college. It ended in college because sophomore year, I wrote a letter to Wizard about it in my <laughs> sophomore. No, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, you're wrong. You're wrong. Wikipedia, right here, baby. Batman Nightfall is the title given to a major Batman story arc published by DC Comics that dominated Batman comic books in the spring and summer of 1993. Nightfall is also the umbrella title to the trilogy of storylines that ran from 93 to 94. We started college in fall of 95. Yeah, then there was Night's End which after Nightfall. It was a continuing story that went on for years. That I wrote my my article my my article to <laughs> Wizard in ninety Letter. in Letter. sophomore year. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't just Nightfall; it was Night's, night's End. Dude, dude, on. seriously, Night's End, July to August ninety four. Yeah, and then it went on. Right, but it was yeah. all before college. It wasn't. I swear to God, I swear. I remember reading a Wizard in high school about it. It was. I wrote. It, it was wrote done Wizard, by the time we started college. It was done. I wrote to Wizard in high school in dude, sophomore year. Dude, the last storyline of the total of the total Nightfall saga, according to Wikipedia, was the Troika, which was in February '95. We graduated high school in June '95. It was done before college. I'm gonna look this up while we talk some more. I'm tell- look, I'll send you the link. I have it. It's just. <laughs> I know, but I wrote to Wizard in. in no wonder they didn't print it. They're like, this is this is a I year old. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> It, it, I, it, I, the story I continued on for years. No, it didn't. It did. It did. <laughs> I didn't have email 
in high school. I didn't have it till college. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote Rosenberg. She was waiting two years to write this. In, to write this. <laughs> if only I had some way to send this. <laughs> <laughs> I got it all mapped out in my head. Oh, I just. Oh, why was it stupid? Because it, it turned Batman to something he wasn't. It turned him to a killer. It turned him to a psychopath. Blah blah blah. Yeah. How did we all meet? Oh God! I wish talk I about know. this a lot, but 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 there are new people who come on who don't know the story, so we'll talk about it again. So who met Connor? You and I met first, right? No, Ron and yes. I met. No, yeah. first semester. No, no. first semester. I'm telling I you, Josh and I were in the same orientation class. Oh, okay. So you guys met. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. I didn't even know I, that. I met Josh. Um, <laughs> Some kind of new orientation group. I never. <laughs> ever, ever Josh and I were in the same orientation class. He was joking, Josh. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had we had to we had to apply a name to ourselves that had the same first letter. He was joking, Josh. And at that point, I was like David Brent. I was like, Mom, mainly I'm interested in humor, comedy. <laughs> yeah. I think I was courageous, Connor, or something like that. Oh, I have no um, recollection. I hated orientation, but we, oh. but we weren't friends until junior. But Ron and I met freshman year of college in broadcast production 101. 11 o'clock to 11:50 Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Exactly. We we became friends because we both like comics. We both like Star Wars. Star, it was Star Wars before comics. Mostly Star Wars, yes. Yeah. And because, uh, because I, we because we had to produce a uh, a dorky. We had to produce a talk show, and yeah. our and we had to bring in stuff to have people talk about. It, and I brought in all my Star Wars books, and Connor. Yes, and I was the host. And I Connor was, was my talent, and 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 you were into Star Wars. I was like, yes, yeah. It was. Um, I have those tapes. Fucking Jim Caragiannis ruined my project. <laughs> He couldn't read I a fucking cue card. Yeah. But um, oh, Ron, I have I have <laughs> the VHS of Ron and I twenty no eighteen year old Ron eighteen year old yeah. Connor talking about Star Wars. Yep, I have those tapes. Yep, that's how Ron and I met. We didn't we weren't really friends. We were more well, like we knew each other. And so now this is my stock story about it. But every day from September through December, the first semester. 11.50, the class ended at 11.50, lunch was at noon, so you go to lunch at noon. Every day, Connor had th- at least three girls waiting for him outside our room to go to lunch with him, so I dubbed him the Chick Magnet. Yeah, so that was, yeah, I call That's By the way, that's not even close to his best nickname from college. Molly, no, Jocelyn, and... I remember, I remember it. I was like, how, like, they're waiting for you. How are you doing that? I was, yeah, it was amazing. But so. then Josh and I didn't meet until... Until junior spring, year in L.A.? Spring of junior year, because Connor was really good friends with my roommates. Yes. Uh, but I didn't really... Jared didn't, and Steve. Yeah, but I, they, that was the first semester they were my roommates. And Connor came out to visit while we were in Los Angeles for the semester. And I couldn't help but notice that none of them went to do anything. <laughs> like, but because also, you it, had like, an extra bed, and I slept, I slept in the bed in your room. Yeah, but like that always, that always struck me is that he came out to L.A. for the first time in his life, and there's like all these things you could go see in L.A., and none of them ever went anywhere. They just hung out and talked shit. Steve, Steve and Jerry didn't want to do anything. so All the time. And I, I, and I, I remember I like, you and I hanging out by the pool and <laughs> discussing how if you wore your sunglasses, you could check out the girls without anybody noticing. Nice. I, re- Why do you I remember, remember everything. Do you, how do you even have this many brain cells left? Jesus. I don't know. But you I can't you come up with the word letter. But meanwhile, <laughs> you're, you're like, and you had on a white shirt. <laughs> so you and I are by the pool, and you had your sunglasses on. And you said, the best part about the sunglasses is you could look at the girls, and no one knows you're doing it. And it was perfectly honest because in LA, there were a lot of girls by the pool. It's true. No one's faulting the 22, 21 year old. For looking at girls that are around a pool in L.A. Yeah, nothing's wrong with that. So, so Josh, did we meet fall of junior year? We must have. 
because that was new telecom tech, and that was it in it, was it, it was fall. Yeah. It was yeah. fall. So, it was, fall. so Josh, Josh and I were in the same class, and last week on the last podcast, I talked about the story where Josh heard me talk about The Simpsons and asked for the tape and promised me a cookie. Um, but then Josh also directed the TV show that I worked on. We, it was like the MTV you were talent. video you were show. Host, no, I wasn't. I was a, a studio, studio slot. slot. A studio slot. You I also just, were yeah. the talent. Yeah, I would go on camera and all this stuff. But Josh directed it, and in between episodes and in between tapings, we would talk in the airlock about Josh's ro- relationship woes. And then we, and then <laughs> was it was it was it with Marissa? Yes, yes. Nice. And then it was the kind of thing where like every week I'm like, oh, I've got to listen to this guy talk. And uh, <laughs> no, it was good. I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, well, Josh had Marissa, I had Debbie, and you had Kristen. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah I didn't have any woes. But jo- if Josh That's always seemed to be on the brink, the brink of it ending or something. There was always some crisis going on. Um, I remember. Re- do you remember that Josh really like no. intense conversations in the airlock? No, I don't remember that at oh, all. That, that was that summed up my Tuesday, and then and then senior year is when I go- remember wanting to get over to the computer that had the internet connection so we could check on some shit. Okay, I'm Just sure we whatever did that. it was we were talking about. Yeah, and we need to get over there, but we had to get the other people out of the way. Yeah, I remember that. But then also in between tapings, uh, we would get pizza, and then when <laughs> senior, senior year, when Gordon joined the team, Jordan Jordan going the. Gordon Gordon joined the TV show. Those pizzas became those pizza half hour became the contest to try to get the other someone else to spit from laughing. But somehow I ended up in those. No, you didn't because no. Yes, I did in second semester. Later, yeah, second semester. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you because you helped out on the on the marathon, and then from that point you started showing up. And then you were, and then we, and it was Jared, and it was Gordon, and it was Josh, and me, and Con, and we would, we'd eat pizza, and we'd be talking and laughing, and, and there, I remember, there's a spot in fucking Park where one of us dropped, like, spit out their pizza and the sauce, and it stained the tile. I'll never forget that. Yeah, so. Remember, nice. spit, 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 spit. <laughs> I, I became friends with Josh in LA. Yeah. Because when I came, when. When they came back and I went, and when I came back, we were friends. But I don't know when Ron and I became friends. We didn't become friends. No, literally, we didn't become friends until the marathon. It, like, so what happened was yes, that. Yes. What, what happened was I that. Brought the, you two together. Yeah. What happened? What happened was that the video. No, no it was you Casey. didn't. Casey. No, it, was it was Casey. Casey. What happened was is the video show we worked on would do a fourteen-hour marathon every year, and the producer that was producing the show that year was a fuck up and wasn't prepared, and so I sh- I showed I started helping out the day before. And then that morning, we're, we're supposed to go live at 9 a.m., and it's literally me and John and nobody else there. And then some other girl came in, and I threw her in front of the camera. I locked down the cameras. John was in master control. I was in the, in the control room. And then like at like 9.30 or 10, which is very uncharacteristic to Connor, Connor shows up. And I remember I immediately put you on the board. Yes, you were on the board. Yeah, because we just needed help, and then you know, and then it went from there. And then for and then we hung out that entire day. There was the mythical thirteenth hour that didn't get taped, and we all well, we were all Justice League people. Yeah, exactly. That didn't get taped. The one hour that it was didn't a strip club. Yeah, then we went to a strip club because <laughs> it was Jared's birthday. Yes, yes. Era. And, then, and then it was for. A fr- but the, the, that's when we became friends. Yeah, the thing yes. about Connor and I is that we were friends maybe for a month at the end of college, and then it, and then it went on after college. So yeah. yes, so we became better friends after college. Yes. yes. yes wow, this is so self indulgent. But that's what the he question asked. Is. Yeah, he asked. So, yep. I go to bed. I think so. <laughs> so that's our last question. It's amazing. We made it through ninety questions four over four hours. I don't know what this is going to edit down to. Oh, fuck. But Jesus Christ, let's wrap this up. We're from ifanboy.com. Go there. We got good writings. It's good stuff. Podcast. Good stuff. Video show. Ifanboy.com. E- email us questions at contact at ifanboy.com. Call us eight 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 fanboy three two six two six nine seven. We don't normally do. We don't normally do voicemails on this show. 
Um, Go write a review about this podcast. My, my <laughs> voice is. I'm so. I've I'm never. Sore. I've never felt so much like Brian Bendis in my life. What? Yeah. I know. yeah what? <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating with the, the headset on. We should have gotten Suntress to host this. That would have taken longer. <laughs> we have been talking about some fucking show. I don't know about. Perhaps, you know, it's like Mannix. I don't, dude. And then Connor would be like, yes, Mannix. I'd be like, oh, come on. Perhaps <laughs> two, two bottles of champagne or too much. Josh, yes, I think we can agree. Josh, you never watched Mannix? Mannix is awesome. <laughs> That's a running gag I could be done with. <laughs> All right. Um, if you like us, go to iTunes, write a review, but don't write a review of this show. Uh, tune in next week for our normal show. That's where we're better. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for 250 fantastic episodes. Appreciate all of you. Thanks for writing in. If you didn't dream on the show, we'll write back to you. We thank you for writing. Yep. And, um, and more importantly, thank you, Josh and Connor, for putting up with this for five years. And um, it's amazing. So good job, it's guys. Been five years. It will be five years. It, the podcast will be five years. Is five years October in October. Yeah. Oh, November, November. Yeah. Oh my god. We started recording in October, but the first one got released in November. Ugh, fuck. Powers number fourteen. Suck yep. it. Yep. True. Good times. Good times had by all. So go to ifanboy.com. Uh we Until thank next you. week, I am Connor. I am Ron. Go screw. <laughs> we didn't say go screw that much. I just did. Go screw. Go screw. And see. Put it